I feel like this is probably one of the most audacious cliffhangers that any franchise of this size has attempted. And definitely going to be the most talked about movie ending, at least since Luke Skywalker showed up and didn't say anything. Yeah, Disney must be enjoying this. Disney's like, man, can we break our own records? Because we're the record holders for everything. Yeah, they're competing with themselves. Yay, Mickey Mouse is very rich and we're not, so. (laughs) Welcome to the Crooked Table Podcast, where we discuss the world of film from a fresh angle. And now your host, Robert Yanis Jr., Welcome to the Crooked Table Podcast. This is Rob. And this is Kai. And I promise you we are not just a Marvel Studios prod- podcast anymore. It's starting to feel that way since the last episode was Black Panther. Yeah. And you were on that one too. I was. Well, it's also... Well, you, it's I live all- with you, so you're the... So whenever I'm like, hey, let's do a podcast, I just look over at the person in the room with me. I'm like, you want to do a podcast? And she's like, you're going to make me, aren't you? I'm like, sort of. <laughs> yeah, what's well, also... It's, I mean, Marvel happens to also have some of the most talked about movies of the year every year. So we you sound to, bitter we when to, you say that. <laughs> well, I'm bitter about all the Disney money that we just talked about. I don't, I don't know. I mean, they make good films, though. I, they do make good films. and and But it's also, with Marvel movies, they're the most talked about movies for, other than Star Wars. For a reason. Yeah. Well, even more, it's like you want honestly, part more of than Star Wars sometimes. Like, yeah. I think... I mean, I think more than Star Wars. Like, I definitely think Infinity War is going to make more money and be more talked about and be more dis- more mulled over the rest of the year than Solo, for example. You know what I mean? Like, it depends on the, what Star Wars movie and what Marvel movie. Or Last Jedi was obviously going to be more was obviously more talked about than Ant Man's going to be. You know what I mean? It depends, but it kind of fluctuates. Like every move, every year, the highest grossing movie seems to be, or like the big movie that everyone's talking about does seem to be Marvel or Star Wars, which is again, like we were saying, all Disney. So, uh, anyway, we are here for our first episode in a couple months. Sorry about that, those loyal listeners. It's just, uh, I, I don't know, I'm kind of at a, a little bit of a quandary with the podcast, trying to figure out, trying to figure out uh, like a little more of a direction, trying to find a place for it in the multiple things that I do as a freelance writer and someone who's uh, constantly busy either chasing around a toddler or writing something or just life in general. And I'm um, working on getting some uh, some new guests, not just Freddie and Kai, on the podcast, and not just me rambling to myself for at least 30 minutes. Um, so stay tuned for that. So that being said, our last episode, of course, was Black Panther, and now we're here for the next Marvel Studios release, Avengers Infinity War, which is definitely the event movie of the year, I would say. And until the next one, well, until the, well, the next one's Ant-Man, like I just said. No, until the next Infinity War. Oh, until Avengers next year? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I wrote an article for monkeysfightingrobots.com. You can find, uh, well, I'll put the link in the show notes below about the five movies that you really need to see to before you watch Avengers Infinity War. Because after this is the 19th film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And their 10th year. And their 10th year. Congratulations, Marvel. Um and Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's what I said. I'm Marvel Studios, not Marvel Comics. Everywhere. Right. Well, the cinematic universe right. means movies. Right. I know, but I don't know. Some people might not know that. That cinematic means movie, I guess. They might not. They might think that, oh, 10 years for MCU. Marvel? Compared to they have other... Some people don't know the whole background. Someone going to this movie blind will be incredibly lost, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Because they don't, I mean, the film, I mean, we're, we're going to get into spoilers in a second. Yeah, warning. Well, we're not. In a second, I said. Well, and, um, <laughs> but um, 
I mean, I, I in my in the article that I wrote for Monkeys Fighting Robots, it uh, it really is boiled down to the, the main five that you should see before this is the Avengers, Age of Ultron, Civil War, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Thor Ragnarok. So, so at the very least, go watch those five movies. So that being said, I guess we want to just move straight into the reviews. When I'm done, half of humanity will still exist. Perfectly balanced. As all things should be. I hope they remember you. Kai, walking into Avengers Infinity War, what were your expectations having seen the previous 18 movies? Because I I kind of, you know, got brought you up to speed. Yes, and Rob we, saw the movie a couple days before it came out. Well, no, not that movie, but you and I have been watching um, since Captain America, right? Yeah. Watching yeah. all these movies, more or less, with a couple exceptions, in theaters together. And, uh, you know, I made sure that you were up to date on all the other MCU movies. So going into this with all those film, all those films in your back pocket and having seen the trailers for Infinity War, what, what were you, you know, what, what kind of story were you expecting? What kind of tone and all that? And then how did it uh, live up to that? Well, I kind of feel like I'm a, like um, a lot of Marvel fans where I was, I've been waiting for this movie for six years since the uh, 2012 event, um, Avengers movie. I mean, yeah, Age of Ultron was an Avengers movie, but it, it was kind of... I liked that movie better when it first came out than I've... It doesn't stand sit, up to rewatch. Yeah, and then I sit, look back to reflect, I'm like, ooh, wasn't that good? I mean, it, it, it introduced very important people, but it just... It's well, not really... It doesn't really feel like an Avengers movie to me. Civil War feels more like an Avengers movie, as you always say. But I, I, you know, I've been waiting for this for six years, so um, I, was def- I, you know, I was definitely very excited to go in and watch this movie and see what happened especially when the reaction to people who who really didn't give me very much to go off of was just just um who are these people me you people i work with people on facebook people are in it and stuff happens like like oh my god like there was a remark from someone i I worked with saying that you could pass out and i'm like oh my god you could pass out i mean i think i definitely knew he was kidding but just it's very intense yeah and you were like very tense the whole throughout the whole movie kind of like oh my god he's scary it didn't help but i woke up with a headache so then that right got my no, that didn't even help worse. that didn't help um so going into well i mean to go back to second to what you were saying about age of ultron i think i feel like every phase there is a movie that just sort of becomes kind of uh exposition like an exposition movie like here this is the, this is what you need to know in order for the next few movies to make sense so Iron Man 2 brought in S.H.I.E.L.D. a little more and brought in Black Widow and it established, oh, now we have War Machine. And it it kind of fleshed out Avengers Initiative and what that is a little bit more. And then Phase 2 had Age of Ultron where they're like, oh, Thor and Ragnarok, something's happened in Asgard, he's got to go back. And oh, Captain uh, America and Iron Man don't get along. What's going to happen there? Vision, meet Vision and meet Scarlet Witch. And this scepter was also an infinity. Like there was a lot of setting things up but thank God for Scarlet Witch because ultimately she really is one of the most powerful Avengers. She's pretty. That they she's have. pretty awesome. Like she, she can even change reality with her hands. Her I know yoga, she does that. Her yoga hands. That like, yeah, that like. She uh, doesn't need a little time stone. No, she doesn't need to do that enchantress dance. No. Those little dig it, DC fans. Sorry, DC fans. Suicide Squad's not a good movie, but 
Infinity War had a lot of work to do as far as being the like the way the Avengers brought together those four really those four main characters, Iron Man, Cap, uh, Thor and Hulk <clears throat> and kind of bringing their, their them together in a storyline that made sense. This one had to draw together those main those characters, Black Widow, Doctor Strange, Spider-Man, the Guardians, but pretty much everybody with a rare exception that we've met thus far. And uh, and and answer a lot of uh, looming questions and sort of be basically, I think it's safe to say, and this is not really that spoilery, that this is part one of the two-part finale of this era. Yeah, of, that's not a spoiler at all. Of well, well, I mean, it's not. It definitely leaves things hanging. Well, yeah, but I think we, I think we knew back in two thousand twelve <clears throat> with the first Avengers movie that that was back when they had it. Was, it was still called Infinity War Part Two. Well, they so, called it Infinity War Part One and Part Two. Yeah, right. So, well, but then they changed the titles, presumably because they're like, well, they're very different movies tonally or whatever. And narratively, and like, I read too. Yeah, which I don't know what that means exactly. We don't because we don't know. We'll get to Avengers Four later. You know, later is on. Is still the Russo brothers? Yeah. Which is which is good because they've done three out of my five favorite Marvel movies so far. Yeah, with my boy, my favorite, my with, favorite. Oh, you know, Captain America. Yeah. Yeah, we know you love him. So going into this, I feel like it had it had a lot riding on it and uh, a lot of hype to live up to, and I for the most part I was really surprised by uh, like I got basically I got this two and a half hour high that you get in the battle like did you get in the battle of, the, of New York in the Avengers where you're like oh my god it's happening like every ten minutes I was like oh my god Thor and Rocket are hanging out and he's calling him a rabbit. <laughs> Or, oh my God! Like Doctor Strange is Doctor. Yeah, Doctor. Well, he doesn't like being called a raccoon. That's very sensitive about. Even though that's what he looks like, so that's weird. Wait, what? Yeah, that was in Guardians too. He calls me like I'm not a raccoon. He's like I'm sorry. I met Trash Panda. He's like, is that better? And he's like, it's worse. It's so much worse. Anyway, you need to watch Guardians two again. So I guess it's weird because he is a raccoon. He's not a raccoon though. A raccoon's what we call on Earth. He's some kind of other alien species or whatever that oh. was like messed with. That's and right. experimented on and such. A, okay. But yeah, he does look like a raccoon. Like an alien raccoon something. Thing. I don't know. Trash panda. That's mean. I know. I live, I live rocket now. Um, damn it. I got distracted. What was I saying? Um, Thor and rocket hanging out. Yeah. Or Dr. Strange called Iron Man a douchebag, <laughs> which he is sometimes. Or like. They're both douchebags. Sort of. Or uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of another one. Dr. Strange is so serious. And I know that I don't. Yeah. He's so serious. Like it's just. I want to say why so serious, but I don't want to do another DC tangent. Yeah, no, just like, I don't know. He doesn't have fun. He's all business. Well, because he used to be a douchebag. Yeah. If you watch Doctor Strange. But so did Iron Man. Well, he's still a douchebag. I think that's fun. the point. But Doctor Strange is like not fun. He's got a, a mission. He's got a lot of responsibility. So is Iron Man. Mm, does he though? Iron Man's like the lead. He's got like... Ugh. He feels a lot of responsibility, but he doesn't take the responsibility as much. He's a rich... Billionaire Genius playboy, yeah, exactly. whatever. Yeah. Billionaire philanthropist. I fed it wrong order, but still. He's like, man, I'm not certain. He's like, I've got, a, no I've got an awesome goatee, too. Does he still live in Nepal? No, he lives in the Sanctum, Sanctum Sanctorum. Where's in New York. The New, New York, York where he was. What happened in Nepal? That was that was where the, the ancient one was, and he did his like training and such. Oh. Right, I guess so. And now he's in stationed out no, in New York. No, I don't want to watch Doctor Strange again. Oh, I started watching it. It's on Netflix for people who want to watch. That would be probably not... Actually, that would probably be number seven over Black Panther because Doctor Strange is really important to this movie. Yeah, that's true. 
And Black Panther's only in it when they come to see him. And they're like, we're coming to fight. And he's like, we will fight. Engage all defenses. Poor, poor Black Panther. People keep, they keep bringing their people I know. Over. He's like, man, we just can't catch a freaking break. It makes me think of My Blue Heaven. In like where, in the movie My Blue Heaven, she's like, we're not the toxic waste dump of people. And not to say, obviously, Avengers are not toxic waste, but it's just like. People keep bringing their problems there. <laughs> exactly. Killmonger's like, all right, come on, motherfuckers. And then Avengers are like, hey, can we take, can we hang out uh, in your place? about Bucky. Yeah, it's true, Bucky. Well, that was in, that was in Civil War. Um, so, yeah, uh, Doctor Strange. And, like, seeing all the characters together, you get that same, the movie does a good job of pushing the story forward, answering, answering a lot of looming questions over the last 10 years. You know what might be a good way to, because I keep trying to think of the structure to go through this? The stones. Let's just go by that. Okay. So it starts out, and he already has the power stone from Xandar, which we saw in Guardians of the and Galaxy. And what the hell took this guy so long? Oh, he, I know. He, yeah, he you pointed that out years. earlier today. Waited six years to do this? Like, what horrible henchman he's he trying. Well, at the end of also, Age of Ultron, he's people like... People probably wanted power, too. At the end of Age of Ultron, he's like, fine, I'll do it myself. Right. I'm like... Well, he had to have Peter Dinklage make him a, uh, a gauntlet to put all the stuff in, first of all. And then he had to... God, what is Go it? track what them down and stuff. I don't know. Baby he is. So like, I gotta make my own special. Own well, he needed something, something, it. something to wield all the power and like com- combine their their powers together. It's like, you know, if you have all the parts for a weapon, you need something to. I don't know. You have like, like, say you have a bunch of really awesome bullets that will fire and like destroy something. You need a gun to put them in. You know what I mean? So he needs a a, a receptacle for the power that to generate to to take the power from the stones. So did he? Did any of these henchmen of him actually want to just keep it's, it for themselves, other than yeah, Loki? Yeah, Ronan. Yeah, see, that's what this. Ronan when tried you, to do that. When you have henchmen that want power themselves, they're, of course they're going to be horrible. Well, in Garden, that's, that's actually good. And we're like to, bad at their That's job. actually good that you mentioned that because Ronan's the Ronan had the orb, and he was horrible. Oh, he was villain. a shitty villain. But we'll get. Well, we're going to see him. Well, we're going to see. We're going to see Ronan again next year in Captain Marvel, anyway. But because oh, yeah. it's set before, and he's a Kree. And it involves the Kree Scroll War, which I don't know much about other than what I've read in articles about this. I have to read some more other comics, I guess. Um, so he gets the Power Stone beforehand, but you, since you didn't really care about the Power Stone or the Nova Core or anything, you, were you cool with that? I mean, I, I felt so, sure. I felt like in order to streamline the storyline, you can't have him going after all six stones because this movie would be like this part of the movie would be four hours long. So if you're going to cut one out, it's like, I don't really need to see Thanos walking into Xandar, destroying shit and taking a stone. I'm like, I don't care about any of the characters on Xandar. Exactly, yeah. And other than John C. Riley, he'd be like, you can't have that. And then like, him like, Thanos killing him and getting a stone. I don't really give a shit. Right. I thought we would get a Glenn Close cameo though, based out of that. Mm-hmm. Maybe footage. It would have been nice maybe to see like, like some security footage from Xandar with her. Maybe. I, it's it's interesting how and they just skip through that. And also it makes sense that he would go for the power stone <clears throat> first because he wants power. He wants power. That was always right. his, his main So that was mission. the stone that the Guardians all hold at the end of the first movie. And they're like, we the With Guardians the break the chain song. No, no, that's no. in the second one. The first oh. one where they're all holding hands after Groot sacrifices himself. Yeah. What, and and uh, they, just, they defeat Ronan. Yeah, what it. song was that? I don't remember. Oh. It's been a while. I think it's score when they're all holding it. Oh. The power is like going through them. And they're all like holding. It's like basically they defeat Ronan with like the power of friendship, essentially, which is part of why I'm like this. This movie's a little cheesy. Like I like Go First Guardians, but I didn't love it. I loved the second Guardians, which is important because, which is good thing I did because based on that is why I, everything in this movie with the Guardians really worked for me because I fell in love with them last Star year. Wars. Well, what what Guardians two? Yeah. yeah. 
but like the the connections between all the characters. Like, well, now we're talking about. You can listen to my Guardians two episode on this. We're going, <laughs> we're getting distracted. So that's that's the Power Stone, and then he gets the uh, the Space Stone, which Loki gives him, and I thought was great that Loki actually sacrifices himself for Thor in the end, and actually does have some goodness to him. I actually cried a little bit for Loki. I get emotional for Loki. Oh, you do love Loki. And you're like, he's a really he's a mean he's a mean motherfucker. He's killed hundreds of people in these movies, and yet you still feel for him. Partially because you know that there's conflict, like Darth Vader, there's conflict in him, and partially because Thor still cares about him, because ultimately that's still they were still raised as brothers. So even if he's a terrible person, even if you have someone in your family that's a terrible person, and they've done terrible things, you're still gonna care about them because they're still your family. You were still they're still your parent or still your sibling or still your kid or whatever, you know. When Loki died, I was very surprised because. I mean, we were going to talk about this earlier. Marvel's Avengers movies are very good at... When I say Avengers, I'm talking about like the Marvel the Cinematic. Yeah. Because it's all what these movies are about anyway. It's all leading to these Avengers movies. With Black mm. Panther. So, for the most part, yeah. Yeah, that's the whole point. Well, those so, are the big crossover events. It's like, you know... That's why they're going to start if these are, new Avengers after or they something. kill off the other characters. Well, they'll, they'll, well and I wrote an up. article about who the post-4 Avengers 4 lineup will probably be for ScreenRant.com. Right. So you can read... I mean, go put right. that in the show mode. Exactly. So it's all about the Avengers movies. So anyway, um, they don't really kill people. Well, that's they, how comic books work, too. And, yeah. yeah. And then... Or they so, do, but then they're like... Just kidding. That was yeah, my other doppelganger or whatever. So the fact that Loki died in the beginning of the movie, and mind you, yes, he could still come back. I was like, whoa, they just killed him. And then Thanos know, is like, no resurrections this time. Yeah. I was like, oh man. Like, that like, sounded like, like that sounds serious. like Marvel talking. To, I it feels like uh, Dark Helmet should pop up right around there and be like, did you get that? Everybody got that? You know, I think I think it was time for him to to say goodbye at least for now. Because these movies, anything can happen because um, they've done the whole, I'm good, no, I'm double-crossing you, brother, thing like 400 times. Yeah. Well, I, well, I was reading an article tonight that said that Thor, that Loki, how could Loki be that stupid and just be like, I can kill him with a knife? Like, it was meant that Loki might have already been up to something. Maybe. And that's why he might be able to come back because he knew what he was he was, you know, he's a god of mischief. So. I love that scene where he's like, where he's like saying, like, I, Loki, uh, rightful, rightful heir of uh, Jodenheim. He's like, and he looks at Thor and he's like, Odin's son. And he's like, oh, serious? And then he makes a little, the little dagger that we see. And then he's like, god of mischief, blah, blah, blah. I thought that was great. That whole like build up. Like, what a hero's death he has there. So, I mean, I kind of hope that he dies for real, especially since. <laughs> Spoiler, sort of, but not really. We're past it at this point. Especially since everybody that dies in this movie is probably coming back. I mean, right? Except right. for maybe Idris Elba because he's like, I got other things to do. I'm not even in Pacific Rim, guys. I'm busy. I don't have time for franchises. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm fine with that for now. He's uh, also busy voicing all the characters in, in every Disney single movies. Disney movie. Yeah, right? Oh, Seriously, Zootopia. And that, they haven't put him in Star Wars yet. I'm sure that'll happen soon. And he was in Star Trek, too. Remember? Star Trek oh, yeah. Beyond? It's a good movie. God, I, I remember when he, also Idris with Zoe Elba, Idris Elba was in um, Thor, yeah. 2011, and nobody, I didn't really even know who he was. Yeah. And in like no, the I last didn't seven either. years, he's he blew up a huge now. star. Yeah, I know. Anyway. Yeah. Go so, so that's the Space Stone. So that's, he got those two. And then his stupid children, who are really boring and just very generic. I just like that one guy who's like, Shh. 
I thought that was kind of cool. Like a puppet. He does look he a little like bit a like a puppet. That's he, cool. He, they should have done that, but no. They CG put and stuff. In, yeah. yeah, motion capture, but whatever. So then they arrive in New York to get this time stone, the Eye of Agamotto from Doctor Strange, and that doesn't go very well. So how did you? I thought it makes sense that I mean Marvel Studio, Marvel not Marvel Studios, Marvel Comics started in New York, and that's why a lot of these characters are based out of New York, and so it made sense for so many of the characters to have their their paths start of already start crossing in New York because that's where Doctor Strange is in the Sanctum Sanctorum that's where uh, Tony Stark is jogging with Pepper Potts <laughs> that's where Peter Parker is on his little field trip and that's where the Hulk ends up getting sent by Heimdall so how did you feel about that like action sequence in the streets of New York and the I guess ultimately unsuccessful attempt to get this the time stone from Doctor Strange well it also makes sense what it said in New York too, not just because of the comics, but because the, so, in, yeah. the Avengers movie happened in right, New York. With right, that New York. Shot well, but and, I mean, yeah, and you know, we Spider still don't Man's know. New York. We still don't know who uh, bought Captain Avengers. America's from New York. Can it's, I let me throw this out real fast? We still don't know who bought the Avengers Tower from Spider-Man: Homecoming. Remember they were moving, and I still holding on to the, the thought that that's probably going to end up being the Fantastic Four in oh. Phase Four, and that's, and that's going to be the Baxter Building because they're also based out of New York in the comics. Um, but that's just an aside. But they might be in like the there. fifth Avengers movie. Well, phase four, whenever that is, in a couple of years or whatever. And if that's the case, if they do, if that deal does close, expect phase four to be a lot of X-Men and a lot of Fantastic Four and eventually probably leading up to an Avengers versus X-Men movie. Anyway, that's my speculation wow, for phase that's four. Like, like for comic book fans, it's... Everybody's mind's this gonna blow. Is, yeah, it's like a dream come true. The fact they were even able to pull off... Well, those would be, those would the, be the last place. pieces of this Marvel... Cinematic universe that they well, don't have. They also have. keep going. Right. Oh, yeah, I know. I know, but the Latin, they'll have everybody is what I'm right. saying. Anyway, we're getting unfocused. So that, that, that's what we do, though, in, in, in real life and on the podcast. Right. So the Time Stone and the whole New York scene, I thought that was cool, the, and all the interactions between Spider-Man and, and uh, Iron Man and Doctor Strange, as we said. And they, they all sort of get sucked into the spaceship adventure that ends up taking them to Titan. Okay. Now, yes. a plot Question? hole here, and maybe this is me being too literal but usually so the the little puppet alien man ebony ma i think yeah, that one is his whatever, name puppet man he died because he got thrown outside the spaceship thank you into to space Iron, into space because you can't really breathe in space right yet nobody Ask needs, but yet nobody i know everybody is able to breathe just fine on these planets supposedly maybe those atmospheres are, are oxygen okay i mean look at the guardians Star-Lord's just walking around on Xandar with no problem. I mean, guess, yeah, he's part celestial, but still, he doesn't, you know, I don't know if that has any bearing on that. Plus, he doesn't know that. Plus, but he's lived his whole, lot of his life now in space. I, I think that we can just assume that some of these planets are, uh, oxygen. yeah, are human compatible, that people can breathe That's on That's great. Them, which is go. convenient, but... I know they. I know they can't. But, in, have time to but they don't. That. But they don't have everybody just like. At least they're not like Iron Man's just just hanging out, floating around in space. Like this right. is cool. Even Spider Man's like, I can't breathe. Blah blah blah. And then it's when he gives him the Iron Spider outfit, which was really cool, and which I'd seen pictures of, and I was like, I don't know how I feel about that. But in action, it was pretty badass with the little legs and everything that pop out of it. That was neat. Um, so the Iron Man, Doctor Strange, Spider Man, their storyline pretty much is consistent, and then crosses with the Guardians later. Um, and I thought the best moment that came of that whole thing was the when they have the plan to get the gauntlet from Thanos and everybody like there's like eight, seven or eight different heroes that are like taking shots at him. Star-Lord and Drax and uh, Nebula too, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nebula yeah. later on takes shows up there and escapes. 
Um, and then the, like the big emotional moment with Gamora. Cause like I said, for some reason now I care about the guardians, which I don't know how that happened. I guess guardians two did a lot. It really hit me in the right place. Um, how did you feel about that whole storyline in space with them and then on Titan and then pretty much that storyline ends on Titan? Um, I thought it was interesting, um, that they all had, all had to come together to try to get the gauntlet off and... So it did not work out to their plan. Well, but um, it's surprising I, that Quill's the one that had the best idea. Because yeah. he's kind of I've heard some, goofy. some people, because like Joanna Robinson of Vanity Fair, who has, of course, I mentioned to you, she's on podcasts I listen to and all that stuff. I've heard she hates Star-Lord. She thinks he's like a complete asshole. Well, he's very he, and he's Yeah, and he's super selfish. They're talking about, oh, Thanos is coming, whatever. And then... And then Star Lord's more more concerned with being with, called fat. Well, yeah, with being called fat, it's like I'm gonna get a Bowflex. I'm gonna commit that kind of thing. Being like, no, you shall not take our pod, and deepening his voice, and basically feeling threatened by Thor. Which, I mean, who wouldn't feel threatened by Thor, the pirate uh-huh. angel? Um, which is probably one of the best lines in that movie that everybody's like, it's like a Drax is like uh, it's like a pirate and baby with an angel, which is pretty spot on actually. Um, yeah, so I could understand the animosity towards, towards Star Lord, but I mean, I think the fact his character is the basis—the basis of his character is he was traumatized by the death of his mom as a kid. So he's basically a is a fly in here or something. He's basically a thirty-five-year-old little boy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I because I understand that I'm like okay, well not because I understand that because I am a thirty-five-year-old little boy. A little bit of that, but <laughs> but also because I understand where he's coming from. Well, what about Gamora? Gamora, Gamora, was Gamora is a more interesting character. I mean, I'm granted, let me clarify. I'm I'm saying I understand Star-Lord, and because of that, it, it doesn't bother me that that's the way he is, because I just accept that that's the way he is. He's not nearly my favorite guardian of the group. I think Gamora is... It's between Gamora and Rocket, Well, probably. that's interesting you said that, because when we're... Because, you know, um, with the promotion of this movie, there's been a lot of, just like, funny clips and stuff, and the one was the Marvel Brady Bunch. Um, oh, yeah, theme. that was Tonight Show, right? I think tonight yeah. show did that. And Star Lord, Chris Pratt, got more applause than anybody when he showed up. People love Star Lord. Exactly. All the little boys love Star Lord. Uh, Star Lord because they're like, that's me. Probably women that are attracted to men like women that. Women who aren't, oh, women who are attracted to doofus like man boys? Yeah. I guess. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. I don't know why they'd be more attracted to him than Hemsworth and Evans and I don't know, everyone else basically. But you know, whatever, to each his own. Um, so I like, I like that story. There's a lot of levity that comes out of that storyline for the most part. I think the big emotional beat is the Gamora reveal that he had to kill Gamora, but that's, that's a different stone. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, so I don't know. I like the time, the time stone storyline is good. And then of course the way it resolves is with Dr. Strange and then we'll get to that part with Dr. Strange saying, you know, cause he says earlier in the, early in the film, Oh, if it comes down to saving you or the kid or the time stone, I will not hesitate to let to let you both die. Pretty much is like, I don't give a fuck about y'all. He's like, my name's Paul and it's between y'all. I'm here to protect the time stone. If something happens to you guys, it's no no sweat off my also, back. He's got a closer bond to the time stone than he does those two people. Well, because that's his mission. His mission is that. And he's very focused on that. Which, yeah, he doesn't know who these people are. He just met them. Um, which is weird. I'm sure he knows who Iron Man is because he lives in New York and Iron Man is all over New York. He had his fucking name on the side of a building in New York. But technically, Dr. Strange isn't even an Avenger. Not he? Now he is. 
because he was part of the team. I guess. And I like that we got Isn't the... Isn't it nice how easy it is? I want to be an Avenger too. Well, that Tony Stark was like, up. congratulations, kid. You're an Avenger. Because he, Spider-Man just was a stowaway on the, on the ship and became an Avenger just by happenstance. That's what happened with Scarlet Witch too. That's true. I guess That's true. Just circumstances. Fight, you get part of the fight. You, gotta... you get wrapped into the whole, yeah, the conflict. So, and then uh, it ends, uh, the payoff of that line is later on where uh, Thanos very nearly kills Iron Man. And I think you and I were both, like when I saw it the first time, I was like, oh, shna- oh snap, was I right? Is he going to die in this or, or something? Because I, I still think Avengers 4, he still might die. Uh, but he doesn't die here and, and Doctor Strange makes the offer, like spare his life and I'll give you the time stone. And he hands the time stone over to Thanos. Who's like, thanks, man, and then heads out to go get the next one. But, the last one, actually. But I don't understand. Um, Thanos wasn't going to... It didn't look like he was actually going to kill him. He was going to kill him, I think. He would have... All he needed to do was one more shot. Or one more stab or whatever. He, 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 he was, looked like he was about to leave. Because he was waiting, I think, no? He was waiting. He's like, he, was saying, he was monologuing to Iron Man for a second with that, like, when I'm done... Half the uh, half of humanity will still be left. You know, I hope they remember you or whatever. Yeah, I guess. Okay, I guess it was his goodbye monologue or something. Yeah, him? Okay, he was like, "I'm maybe. about to kill you," pretty much. Right. Okay. And then Doctor Strange is like, "Nope, don't kill him. Here's the time stone." He's like, "Thanks, bro." And then off he went. I kind of wish we went but chronologically for when he got anyway. them, but whatever. And I'm actually surprised he didn't well, kill him because considering that the guy is like dirty. Well, and I, oh, I love I. You know how I love things. You know how I love continuity and things like that, and these movies have been really great for that for the most part. Um, the line that Iron Man's where Iron Man's talking to Thanos, and Thanos is like, "Oh, Stark." He's like, "You know me?" He's like, "Oh yeah, I know you." And he's like, "You know, uh, talking about how he's cursed or whatever." And Iron Man's like, "My only curse is you," because like the he Iron Man has the stakes with him, or that he's had this guy in the back of his mind for six years, ever since he went through that wormhole and fought the Chitauri. Uh, and and, and I think that, the only that I did. thought that was a, yeah I thought that was a good payoff of the fact that in a lot of ways all these movies since the Avengers have kind of been about Tony Stark trying to triumph over Thanos in some way or shape or form, and then you have you know uh, Banner telling him early on it was like back in New York in New York that was him blah 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 the way like the way that they they pay off that original film I think is really strong and in this one and all those threads that have been lingering since then, so he says to. Strange says to um, Stark, he's like, um, he's like, you know, this is the this was the only way or whatever. There was no other way. So a lot of speculation already, even though it's still the opening weekend, has centered on the fact that is this are we still in the one scenario of the fourteen million whatever alternate futures that Doctor Strange oh, saw, likely. in which they they can triumph over Thanos. So the logic there being that. They have to let Thanos win so that they can then defeat him later and undo this, what he does. But it's but one article I just finished reading that was kind of I scary. like that you're like reading all the Avengers articles now. You're like into this. It's well, really like exciting. BuzzFeed has its own section. So well, I'm just I mean, going every, article article. every website that covers this kind of stuff yeah. is doing so that. So I was reading one where saying that it can't all hinge on the time stone alone because the yeah. gauntlet is already so powerful that... It can't just be the time stone. It's get, probably will also hinge on the soul stone, which we're still not sure what that's going to do. That might actually, Did we he, might get a he bigger He never idea. used it. No, we might get a bigger, he didn't have to. He snapped his fingers and that was the end of humanity. But, but he's also, oh, because, and it's also what I oh, maybe he needs, because I said he took their soul. He needs which, a soul stone to, to, to yeah, right, to take their soul. He, so to, to do, in order soul. to snap his fingers and be able to do that, he needs a soul stone. That's what it is. 
Yeah. So, so that's what Soulstone does. Yeah, He's so like, this, I don't like you. And that's bye. why the Time Stone and the Soulstone are right on like the top of the gauntlet versus yeah, the, the soul other stone ones on the, the knuckles. Yeah, the Soulstone is the palm. Right. The palm is the Soulstone, yeah. So he could still have wreaked a lot of havoc just with those two stones alone instead of the other four. Other four, but he wanted to, yeah, be have ultimate power, be, yeah, exactly. Which is like a, it's a power trip for him, and uh, it's interesting that, well, we'll we'll save that for when we get to the the next stone. So that's the time stone. So I think that's probably the case is that the Avengers have to fall in order to rise up again. What do we, another DC thing? With notice, all my DC things are a lot of them are Batman. Like, what do we do when we fall? We pick ourselves up. That thing. It's kind of like that. So you have to lose everything in order to to regain you know, your power or whatever. Well, I think that that's pretty similar in real life too. Right, you and that's to, a thematic thing. You have to thing. see Reach, true darkness right. before you can Rise above it, right, yeah. exactly. And I think that's an interesting thematic uh, thrust for the next film. Um, Somebody to avenge upon. Right, exactly. Well, like Coulson, they're like, oh, this wasn't going to work since they had something to fight for or whatever. So now they're fighting for all the Avengers that disappear at the end and we'll get to the, that in a second. So I'm glad we just talked about, had that hack though. We... The stones, yeah. I mean, like, because it was trying. I'm trying to figure. Because I was trying to figure out a way to, to structure this conversation, and it's like, do you go by characters? I'm like, no, they crisscross a lot. No, do you no, go by storylines? Well, that too. But I was also talking oh, about the soul stone. The, yeah, the soul that was stone. Going. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's we did the power. We did the space. We did the time stone. So uh, these are, we have the mind, the soul, and uh, reality. Okay, so the reality stone... It's a lot cooler than it was in, this, in Dark World. Oh my god, yeah. It was just this red gooey shit. I was like, what the hell does this red That's cloud have to do with anything? I what was going on. And I forgot where he got the reality stone. Because yeah. I'm like, because the Dark World movie was so... Dumb? Yeah. Well, that's probably either the that's not the it's like one of the, one of the week, weakest one of the weakest it's like the second weakest it's that it's between that and iron man 2 it depends on my mood which was the weakest of the of the 19 films um but the fact that like half of those 19 films are like really good to amazing is really it's a, it's a pretty good track record well, it's also the whole and i wouldn't even call dark, dark world a terrible movie it's just like it's an okay movie they didn't set the what i was gonna say is they didn't yeah, yeah, set sorry. the ground rules like remember when i walked out of that movie and like, i, was I like, have no just, idea what the fuck's it was going just on. too fantasy it was just too fantasy because they didn't they didn't set the rules. And that was what I said to you. Like you feel that way about Thor: The Dark World and not like Lord of the Rings because they don't establish. Yeah, like you said, they don't. I, I said I think I said to you, they they don't ground every anything. They're not like okay, this is what this thing does, and now let's continue our story. You're just they're just like this thing is out there and it's bad and it's like elves and shit and you're like what the fuck is happening? Exactly. So um so they. The, the Guardians split, and uh, Thor and and Rocket and Groot go to uh, the name of that place that I don't remember the name because it's long and ridiculous. Not Vormir. Thor and Rocket and oh, yeah, and Groot go to that. You you I think you were leave going to the bathroom during that yeah. one boring scene where the dwarf is just like, my people were here and now they're dead and they know some stuff. I'm like I don't care. Uh, that's probably the only that's little. He likes to shape shit. That little. He likes to jump. Um, 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 franchises too. Yeah, he does. Well, he was—he already played a Marvel character in X Men. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that—that um, that little like I'm making a weapon to defeat Thanos. That was probably the most. That was only the part of the movie that I was like, okay, let's keep going. This is—that's like a, that's why I said to you during the movie, I'm like, hey, I have your built-in break, bathroom break. Wait a second. I'm like, okay, go ahead now, real fast. Um, so they go do that, and then the rest of the Guardians or the Morons, as Thor calls them, go off to nowhere. And then I love Mantis is like, oh, she's got to be somewhere <laughs> because she doesn't know that. Uh, Mantis is adorable. I like Mantis a lot. She's fun. I was thinking about her quote where she's like, we kick ass. We take names and kick ass. Like, yeah. 
Uh, no, we don't take names and kick ass. She says we kick names and take ass. Oh, that, okay. That's why I didn't say it right because she didn't say it right. Okay. Yeah. Well, I just rewatched, this is a, a slight digression. I just rewatched Guardians 2 the other day. And I like that one part where they're at Drax and Star-Lord are having the conversation with her about her antenna. And and he's like Drax is like I I think they're they're feeling doorways so that you don't you know you know you don't go through and bump your head on the doorway as you go through and Star Lord's like well I'm right if it's anything else and then she's like they are not for going through doorways and she like, she says that it's it's amazing so I I love Palm Clementine Clementine I have I forget her she's like a French Canadian actress so she's great in that in that role I love Mantis um, so they go to nowhere to try and get the Reality Stone from the Collector. Benicio del Toro, who's also in Star Wars, because Disney's very loyal to their people, and uh, has a little cameo there where at first we see Thanos trying to torture him to get it, and the Guardians are creeping up, and then of course it's all bullshit because he's already got the Reality Stone and he controlled the environment. Did you like that twist? Um, yeah, I did, but I, but like I was telling you, I knew something was up. It was just too, too timely. That they came right when collectors being You're like, this feels like a setup. Yeah, I'm like, no, I don't think so. Well, this that would have been like, not... that would have been like, a, but that, but the thing is that they could have done that. And I think that's a testament to the fact of. But, the, but one thing I didn't understand, I'll look back in a second, but I was still talking, is Thanos also then turned around once they made a sound. And so kind of smiled. Was... He kind of smiled like, oh, yeah. So I wonder if they had never sent, made a sound if he would have, if, I don't know, if he would have spotted them. I think I... he probably knew they were there already before. Before that, because he already had the scenario playing out. Right. And then when they got closer, he was like, oh, yeah, it's about to go down. Because he kind of does like a little half smile thing to the to the direction of where they're creeping up. Right. Not really very well. Um, what was I seeing? Well, Drax is also loud. No, I lost my thought again. Um, I was talking about how I figured it was a setup. It just was too tight. Oh, they, and that's a testament to the writing of this film and how strong it is that they could have easily done that. And you, we would have not even noticed because, well, it's a movie and that's a movie thing. Like you show up at just the right moment because it's move timing always works out in movies, unless it doesn't. Um, and I thought that was a, a strong reverse. There's a lot of parts in this movie, and I said this to you earlier today, that like they're basically the movie's basically fucking with you. We're like, oh, they defeated Thanos. Gamora killed Thanos. Nope. They got the gauntlet from Thanos. Nope. It's this Scarlet Witch. Well, we'll get there obviously in a second. Thanos might die. Nope. Nope. No. Nope. There's like six times where you're like, oh, they almost motherfuck. And it's Which isn't like, typically how Marvel movies do this. No, and the tension like ratchets up and ratchets up, ratchets up, and and as beloved characters are like dying every half hour, like somebody you just getting killed, and you're like, holy shit, this is fucked up. But a lot of them in it's very, it's, is at the snap of the fingers move though. Yeah, yeah. Well, well we're gonna do the, the that we're gonna do that whole sequence last. Um, so, the, and and this is by far we should probably point out. I mean, obviously, if you're listening to this, you've probably already seen it, but I think you and I both feel like this is. Definitely the darkest of all 19 oh, movies yeah. thus I far. Knew, yeah, I and knew how dark it was going to be. probably one that I would not bring small children to because you will freak them the fuck out. They'll, they'll go to sleep worrying that you're about to like turn into ash in, like, in your bed that night or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's very, it's very uh, the, the ending is very, in, it's very dark and very, um, I don't know, traumatic, I guess is the best word. Well, For little kids, especially. Movie, I knew what the well, yeah. Were. Like, that was dark. And the so they, they set it up Nebula. from the beginning of the movie to be like, hey, y'all, kids, you're in the wrong fucking theater. Go across the way this and go PG, watch. It's still PG 13, but this is like a hard PG 13. All the other ones are like, hey, PG 13 because the little violent, whatever action, but it could have technically almost been. P Ragnarok was kind of violent, too, yeah. actually. People just get knifed and like impaled. We can, like we two can seconds. thank Deadpool for this. 
we've gotten some. some well, Deadpool will be really fucked up since then. Well, Logan, Logan's Dead, amazing. Yeah, obviously Deadpool's right. Oh, well, I'll have to do. I'm definitely going to do a podcast episode on Deadpool, which is not technically Marvel Studios. No, it's not. It's so. But it's not no. in association with Marvel like that Venom movie it seems to be. But whatever, oh, yeah. we won't get into that Venom movie yet. That's in the fall. So, um, so then Gamora knows about the Soul Stone, so she makes Quill promise to kill her, and uh, the Reality Stone prevents him from trying to do that. Even though they have their like, I, lo- I think that's the first time they ever said "I love you" to each other. Yeah. Too that we've seen at least. I really thought he was in Pola Han Solo line and be like I know because he's just oh, like that kind of he's like he would like quote that movie he's like it's a great movie Empire Strikes Back well, just, they already had an Empire Strikes Back callback in no, Civil no, War cause, with no, he just because he just also seems not like that type of character smug like, yeah. yeah no that was very that it hit me right in the feels that moment between the two of them mm-hmm. um, and of course that doesn't work out and he disappears with Gamora and that's there goes the reality stone another one da- another one bites the dust I thought that I think, and, and you know, I wonder if the filmmakers, the Russo brothers and Marvel knew that people didn't give a fuck about the Reality Stone, which is why the Reality Stone is sort of like, oh, we got it already. Oh, okay. Bye. It's cool, though. It's cool in those two instances that he uses it, which is in there where nowhere's already been decimated and they don't know it because they see it differently. And then later on when he's explaining his backstory in Titan with to Doctor Strange right. on, on that planet. Oh, well, what about when he turned the weapons to bubbles? <clears throat> No, I know, but I'm saying when he changes the entire environment around him. All right. All right. I think it is cool, but it, it, the build-up to the reality stone was probably the most poorly handled. Because, like you said, we until now, we're like, oh, that's what it does? Because <laughs> before, wasn't it just opening portals to things? And I'm like, okay, there's... Was just, it? I don't yeah, know. they were, like, flying from one planet to another. I'm like, the dark world well, how is the, like how is the reality... Based on that, how is the reality stone different than the space stone? You know what I mean? They, they wasn't very well defined until now. Now you're like, okay, so you could literally change anything around you. Well, what did you get and from then the like, Infinity Gauntlet comic book? <laughs> Does it do a better job describing it? I guess. It's more about the. It's more about him. He kind of completes the gauntlet a lot earlier in the story. And then everybody's like, oh shit, he's got the gauntlet. How do we stop him? You know what I mean? Oh. It's not as much. Not as much of that story is about him collecting everything. Oh, he's more like okay. I've got. I'm gonna get this, and then I'm, nobody can defeat me. I'm gonna snap my finger, and then he snaps, and people disappear. Everybody tries to get it from him. It's more of that type of thing. Oh, so I, that I think kind of boring. Yeah, I think there might be. There's elements from it that they do use, like the finger snap, and um, and some of that that I think. Uh, Silver Surfer is actually the one that lands to unearth warning of Thanos's arrival in there. Um, you know, I think they've done a good job with the movies taking what they need and leaving the rest and putting their own spin on it. It's, it's definitely a good story, and I, I recommend people check it out. So that's the reality stone, and I think that made sense that they did that. So then we get to the soul stone, where he that whole nebula scene that's very upsetting. Yeah, I know. Where I, and like I said to you earlier, I, I remembered seeing it earlier this week, and you know she's all pulled apart and... Her like limbs and everything are extended outward because she's basically part cyborg, mostly cyborg at this part, at this point. Um, and I forgot that when you first see her, you think she's just strung up, and then the camera turns, and you're like, "Holy shit!" He's like literally extending out her body parts everywhere. He's horrible. Yeah, it's terrible. And that's what I, that's what's so hard to believe when he's like, "I loved you, Gamora," but yet he was so mean to Nebula, and he didn't love her at he all. He didn't love Nebula at all. No, he didn't. But give he a only, shit. she was a disappointment he, to him. But why did he love Gamora? Because she was a badass that he wanted her to be. And she, I don't know. It's, their relationship is interesting in this movie. And uh, the way that we, you know, we get a flashback to little Gamora and when he basically wipes out half her planet. And I thought that was very artfully done 
where it's like, yeah, there's this crazy genocide happening on this planet in the background, but he's like showing her the blade and it's perfectly balanced and that plays into his philosophy on, well, you wipe out half the people and then you can save it because the re- like he has that great speech with Doctor, S- Doctor Strange, I think, right? He's like, yeah. oh, it's resources, finite, you know, I thought all that whole thing. Like his point of view was very well illustrated where you don't agree with him. Of- like Killmonger, you don't agree with what he's doing, but you're like, well, you being what you've been through and having this fucked up perspective, I can sort of see you wanting to do that and thinking that you're doing the best thing for the universe. But what, I, what, what I'm curious about is if they took, took um, the playbook from Kingsman with Valentine. Because Valentine was thought the same thing. He said the whole thing about resources. He said that yeah, there's you, a little you bit don't of need that. To, you don't need to kill everybody. Just well, I mean, just a lot of people. Spoilers just, for oh my god, I can't believe this is happening. Spoilers for a DC story, <laughs> Watchmen, which has a very uh, similar yeah. kind of thing. He wipes out a f- select millions of people in certain big cities, and then they all unite. Like and they all, I know, I know, <laughs> I and they all unite against a common threat rather than rip each other apart through like worldwide, like through world, another world war. Um, I think that that's uh, one of those, that's one, that's a motivation that has been used by a lot of sort of comic book villains, but it, it's, it really comes down to execution. And I thought they did a good job in explaining like his, his life on Titan and his experiences there and how he's a survivor and how he really feels again, that's the old, you know, it's a cliche, but it's the old, Every villain thinks he's the hero of his own story. So how was he killing these? How was he? How were they doing genocide before this? Chitari army. Right. Remember, you we go to that thing and you see the little girl and you're like, what the fuck is this? Who's this girl? Is this? She's green like a mora. Oh my god, is this a thing? And then you're like, oh yeah, it is. And you see the little space whales in the sky and basically what he was gonna do on in the Battle of New York. Right, but then with the but but did the people get hurt? Like, did they feel pain? Because it looked yeah, like- he killed them. Right, but versus with the gauntlet, they don't look like they really feel pain. They just well, get... they just crumble. Right. Well, well, they don't well, feel very good. Like I don't well, feel so good. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Oh, I wanted to mention real fast the reality stone—the way that Drax like falls apart into cubes and then Mantis sort of unravels. Yeah, that that was, was creepy and yeah, fucked up. And then Mantis is like sitting there with her eye kind of. Yeah, looking. that was weird. That was fucking like that was very upsetting yeah, imagery. Yeah. Again, for little kids especially. Yeah. I'm an adult man, and I was like, oh my god, this is hardcore. Um. So the Soul Stone, she yeah, he tortures Nebula and gets um, Gamora to reveal because apparently the, this film reveals that Gamora was sent out by Thanos at some point to locate the stones and she couldn't find the Soul Stone, but she did, and then she never told him that because she was trying to keep it out of his hands. Did you think? Did you think that was a satisfying payoff in the fact that because the Soul Stone is the only one we didn't know anything about going into this movie? I think we even were trying to. We're like, like, where the hell's that? It's not coming. It's not in Black you're Panther. Like, you're it's like, because well, we were talking about the six affinity stones, and the one we we kept forgetting about because we, we didn't really know that much about it or at all was Soul Stone. Right. So, I think I think it paid off pretty well that he had to get into Nebula's head to know that Gamora wasn't telling him the truth. So even though she's like, I don't know, I don't know, and he's like, I know you know because I just hacked into her brain, her memories or whatever. Yeah. God, and the thing is. Like, I guess maybe he only wanted Nebula around so he could have part cyborg. So he could do things like that. Maybe. He's a, he's a psycho, basically. And thanks to Guardians 2, they developed the Nebula. Nebula and uh, Gamora kind of made peace with each other in that movie. And they had that, like, hug that makes gives me the feels, as most of that movie does. Um, so that really, that moment, this moment, that moment works where Gamora, like, 
Because in the other movie, she's like, oh, I don't give a shit about Nebula. She's a bitch. Whatever. I hate her. Yeah, and then in like the beginning of Volume Two, she was they like they're they like trying to kill each other through a lot of the movie. And then they have that, they kind of reconcile at the end that now Thanos is the one that fucked both of us up. You know, I didn't mean to not be there for you. I was scared for myself. I was a scared little kid. I was a scared little kid taken from my planet and just trying to survive. And so they kind of, you know, have a common enemy and they make peace with each other. And I think that that really sells the emotional beat of Gamora kind of yielding to save her sister, um, who gets out and kicks ass because Nebula's amazing. And then Loki tried to yield to save his brother yeah this is that's what i'm saying like all these people have fucked up family lives and it's just like yeah i had to like i said earlier the um star lord's like yeah my my mom my dad killed my mom so i had to kill my dad and and everybody's just got like siblings and parents that are just killing each other and stuff and it's really messed up um so then they go she says it's on vormir and they go to vormir and then guess who's guarding the, the soul stone but red skull not hugo weaving playing him but still so did you, I like, you were like, oh, there he is. He is in this movie. How was that moment for you? You remember Red Skull? I mean, it's been yeah. a while since you've seen that movie, but. I actually saw it not that long ago. First it's Avenger? Just, yeah, I thought oh. so. I haven't, it's been a while since I've seen um, that movie, actually. We were watching, we were watching a little computer stuff. Oh, I don't remember. I it's been a while. Oh. At least a few years. Oh, anyway. Um, I thought that was good. I thought that was a good payoff, because, like, what had happened to him over the seven years, because he never really died but it's he also, got shot up on the space somewhere right but it's also like poor guy he's been spending the last 90 years guarding this cliff basically basically he's like i hang out on this mountain but, but who said he had to do that to i don't know that's what i i would like to have there, an explanation there's on why been, he's there you want a red skull movie about somebody saying you need to stand here and he's like i don't want to and they yes you will and it's like okay yeah, that sounds like, boring yeah, I'm I sure guess, there's a comic book that will come out to answer that at well, some point. Well, he's like dressed in his little um, cloak thing. Like that's all shattered. T- like uh, what's the word? Like torn Tat- up, tattered, tattered. His little tattered cape, and with his little tattered hood cape thing. I'm just, and he's Red Skull when he's guarding the cliff with his little tattered cape. I'm like, this does not fit. This is. Weird. I mean, chances are we'll it never. It's interesting. He showed up. Chances are we'll never see him again. I think it was people just being like, "Hey, what the hell ever happened to Red Skull?" Oh, okay, that's you where he is. You? Okay, thanks. Well, no, people have been saying <laughs> well, that I for. I know you were one of the people. Yeah, I was one of those people because I was like, "Hey, he's one of Captain America's like greatest enemies." You're just gonna shoot him up, and then we're like, "Shoot, not shoot him up." That sounds like he's doing doing drugs. But you're like shooting him out into space, and then we were like with a big question mark for forever and ever, and it's like, okay, no, he's on this planet. He's doing this. Oh, that's what he's doing. Okay, thank you. That's all I needed. Um, so chances are we won't see him again. And then, of course, it's revealed that in order to get the Soul Stone, I don't know who put this enchantment on it or whatever, but Thanos has to kill someone that has to give up some, something he loves. Someone he loves, I guess. Soul for a soul. A soul, for, exactly. A soul for a soul. And then Gamora's like, ha, huh, you asshole. You, this, the universe, you said you wanted something from the universe, and the universe said no. And then he's crying, and, and uh, Red Skull's like, his tears aren't for him. And... Thanos reluctantly, and, and I love, I love the Gamora tries to kill herself to prevent him from doing it. Remember, and again mm-hmm. the bulb knife turns to bubbles, and uh, and throws her to her death. How did you feel about the death of Gamora? Um, were I you know that she would expecting it, or were you like, I know, she, oh yeah. I mean, at that point when he had to give, take a soul for a soul, I knew you're like, gonna, oh like, shit. I knew did it was you, gonna but, back down. Yeah, but she could have gotten away or something. It could have played right. out differently. Or were you no, like, I fuck, bye, Gamora? Knew, I think Gamora. I, knew going to this that 
I had a suspicion that he was going to get all the stones. By the end of the movie? Yeah. You didn't think he would win. No, I didn't think he was going to win. You think you thought he this would get close. Movie. So in your mind, the, this movie played out more or less the same, but <clears throat> but Thor would have gone for the head instead with the Stormbreaker. Right. And then won. And then, yeah, we stopped Thanos. <laughs> now let's go celebrate and revel. Some shawarma. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, shawarma. Um, I saw a shawarma place. No, I think, yeah, I think it... Loki. Played out very interesting. And I don't, and I know that not the death that she would have wanted for herself. That's why she wanted. To well, kill she was she was just trying to stop him prideful. from getting the. Well, she was no, not only that. She she didn't want to, if he she kills herself, he can't get the stone. That was more. She was it was selfless that she was trying to do that to protect everyone, which is kind of crazy that she turned out to be so virtuous since she was raised by Thanos. And according to the movie, I mean, we I mean we sort of knew this before in in Guardians. She wasn't always that way because he's talking about, oh, and you used to fight alongside me and blah, blah, blah. Like sort of how Hela was working with Odin to destroy civilizations Except and conquer things. O- Odin wanted to. Right, write it. right. Yeah, exactly. It was one of those things. For, so Gamora is, more, is a more complicated character, almost sort of like Black Widow where she's looking for redemption. You know, the whole Black Widow. I've got red in my ledger. I don't need to want to wipe it out or whatever. It's, I would be curious to, to find out why these characters want redemption. Like what change their minds it well, changed their soul we're gonna get a black widow movie p- potentially soon so well maybe i don't Gamora? know why maybe did she not want that. redemption why what happened with odin why he wanted redemption it's just it's just curious to me on not why everybody's gonna get their own movie kai i know but it's just interesting why the psychology of it that, yeah no that it they, is how do how do sort of bad people turn good in a way yeah, yeah, it's kind of like I don't know. We've seen Loki do that like four times, and even in, in the one, even in real life, people seek redemption, but not on such a grand scale. Well, no, they're not in comic book movies, right? So, um, and then he gets the Soul Stone, and he kind of wakes up in the little uh, in the in the water, and, in, and it's in his hands, or comes to his hands, appears in his hands, and he's like, Gunk! in his little in his gauntlet. So um, that was very upsetting, and the whole like I said earlier, the whole. Star-Lord reveal thing and um, you know as much as it sucks that Star-Lord ruined that plan because of the reveal well, of Gamora's death soul, it makes the soul sense stone for a second. that he would feel that way but um, so Red Skull's job now for nine years is to guard Stonekeeper is Stonekeeper of the Soul Stone so in those 90 years he never met anyone else no one else ever came there sick enough to be like yeah I'm gonna kill someone I love I mean they have to know where to go True. It seems, I and mean, if Thanos is who has but how allies, did the get the map. Who did she get I, it from? We didn't see that movie. Do you want that movie? Well, no, I'm just mean that if she knew, knew where the map was, then someone else probably did too. She's Maybe that person's person, dead, or the, got the map from. Well, she would have had to kill them. Well, Thanos is very well connected, and Thanos never didn't know where it was, and he knew where all the other five one right. where ones were. But I just mean, like in 90 years, no, if the people that wanted that stone too, that he had to guard it wasn't like you know what i'm not gonna kill someone i love like you'd think they would be just as power hungry right well maybe i seek the stones in the first well maybe they didn't know like i said maybe they didn't know where to go well the person that told um gamora where to go with the map they knew all right well that's backstory we don't we don't get the details there i just thought it was i don't know if it's a plot hole necessarily no it's not a plot hole. i just thought it was interesting oh it is interesting yeah so you want to know the, you want the Red Skull to sit you down and be like, let me tell you about all the other people that tried to come here. Or maybe no one came there. In fact, it's, by the way he talks, he's like, I've been here for a lifetime waiting for someone to come. Maybe he's just been like, I've been hanging out here, catching up on my reading for like 90 years. It's really boring. 
thank God you came along, and I haven't seen anybody since Cap shot me into space in that stupid cube. That's true. Yeah. I Maybe I, he's yeah. just been like hanging out. He's like, I used to be Hugo Weaving, and now I'm not. Look how much things have changed. <laughs> and I wear a tattered cape. <laughs> I wear a tattered, yeah, a tattered, tattered cloak situation. Um, so I like the the stone, the soul stone thing, the subplot, and, I, and how that plays out. I think that's uh, pretty powerful. And I think, like I was saying, with the the flashback with little Gamora and uh, all the Thanos, Which was very to her liking. All the Thanos too. visions and everything were very, like they felt, like I said, I think I said a minute ago, like very artfully done. Like it almost felt like it was coming out of an indie movie. Like it was very quiet and like very introspective. You know what I mean? It doesn't feel like it comes from a a three hundred million dollar like a big bombastic movie. It was like very quiet and him sitting down with her and the blade balancing. Or then later on when he has his little vision at the end and she's like, "Did you do it?" He's like, "Yes." He's like, "What did it cost?" And it's like everything. It's like very quiet and sort of somber. Yeah. I thought that was really kind of interesting for a big movie big blockbuster movie like this to take those quiet moments for character beats for with a character that we only really have seen in detail this first time yeah well i would like to go back to what he was saying at the end of the movie but after we talk about the last stone yes okay so the mind stone uh and this movie and that's the thing and i've heard someone else talk about this on a podcast that actually i think it was joanna robinson because they had a whole conversation that's the only one podcast i've heard review about this movie so far um is that um, you know something like Justice League? She mentioned in the in the thing that I heard, the episode that I heard of uh, Storm of Spoilers, that um, Justice League cross cut to all kinds of different things, but felt very like disjointed and confusing, and like nothing made any fucking sense. And you're like, okay, I I guess now we're in the mascara, and now we're over here. I don't really know what's going on. But fine, I guess. Well, DC's mo- problem. Again, is we're not trying to rip on DC. No, it's just not, I'm referencing not. a podcast they where they need, made that they comparison. Need help. DC isn't as like tightly controlled right. with their scripts and, and we're not their, saying their direction than Marvel is. Marvel has had 19 films and the, the help of Disney to make sure that every single piece has continuity, that it's tightly tightly woven. And it's like you even said with Age of Ultron, like they specifically they were planning for these movies years these in advance before. Yeah. So that's why it all makes it flows. And DC, they just don't have the, I don't know. And we're not saying this because we're trying to be haters. We would love, I would love nothing more than for DC's movies to be as strong as Marvel's Your movies. Your favorite comic book hero is Batman. Yeah, exactly. Well, most people's favorite comic book hero is Batman. I feel like, except for until recently when he's been in subpar movies to, according to a lot of people, um, and me, but, um, so anyway, justice league got a lot of cross cutting and like everybody's storyline, blah, blah, blah. This movie does so, and it because we know, like you were saying, because it's all been planned out, because we know all these characters, you can cut from Iron Man and whatever crazy shit, just Peter Parker on a bus, to Vision and Scarlet Witch in Scotland, and you're like, oh, okay, cool. Oh, okay, now we're going to see what's happening with them. Oh, the Guardians, rubber band man, cool. I love this song. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, so we go to Scotland, and we catch up with this the last stone, going into the Mind Stone, and Vision and Scarlet Witch have their little romance subplot going full force. They've been basically, since Civil War, kind of meeting up in between missions and kind of getting sexy or whatever they're doing. Uh, I thought that was very sweet. And I thought that they did a lot of uh, setting that up. Not really in Age of Ultron, because they barely met in Age of Ultron. He kind of saved her, and that's pretty much their only interaction. But in Civil War, where he's like, no one dislikes you, Wanda. That whole thing. And, and, and the, made poppy, the pop, pop, kush and all that I thought was really well done. Um, and uh, and they gave us, I think, enough of their relationship to make you feel like, oh, you know, they've been hanging out for two years, kind of 
whatever uh, undefined relationship, I, I buy into the fact that they would develop real feelings for each other over that time. So I thought that was interesting. And of course, they get they get attacked by the children of Thanos, the Black Order, and uh, and that's where we see your boy comes into it finally, Captain America, and then Black Widow and Falcon come in, and they have that whole battle in Scotland. Did you like that that uh, action sequence? Personally, I feel like that one's actually maybe one of the lesser ones in the movie. Oh yeah, just but I don't because think it was it's to really be. it's really dark, and a lot of it happens like really fast, and it doesn't feel like no, it doesn't feel as satisfying. Action scenes in the dark. What do they say? Not as much money gets put into it. That's probably why that was done that way. Then they had to put the money into the CGI. It's not as fully. Capture. It's not as fully rendered the yeah. CG and everything. And all the the scene in Wakanda took a lot of on the budget too. Yeah. Um, oh, well, that's that's part of this thread, so we'll get there in a second. So, and then uh, they go to. So, how did you feel about everybody showing up? And basically, Cap, Falcon, and Black Widow have been doing their Secret Avengers thing, which is a thing in the comics where they're kind of running around doing missions and kicking ass and saving people and whatever on the down low against the government. She's Black Widow, though. She signed the accord, but she's still like, all right, I'm going to go work with... She's like, I do what I want. Captain America, anyway, yeah. She sounds like me. And Captain America, and Captain America's like, he's like, oh, don't get in our way. I'll have, we'll have to fight you, and I'm way past asking for permission. Mm-hmm. Did you get a little like, oh, yeah. That's my boy. Yeah, I'm like, those are the things I say all the time. Oh, yeah, that's why you like Captain America. He always he, does the right thing, even when he has to go against the law to do it. Yeah, that's my boy. I know, you love him. Um... So then they go to. He didn't have much to, he he didn't, much to do in this movie. Which is in my review, in my review on monkeysfightingrobots.com, and not self promotion, I guess, but this whole thing is self promotion. It's my podcast. <laughs> um, I mentioned in there specifically that Black Widow, Black Panther, and Captain America, none of them really get it very much time to do their to have their story. You know, like I don't Black Widow's story in here is oh I'm fighting with Cap. That's my story. I like to fight. All all us ladies like to fight together. I guess is that moment that you love, which I did too. That was great. Um, and then Black Panther's like, "I'm here fighting stuff." Oh, now I'm dead. You know what I mean? Like they don't really get, which makes sense because two out of those three people will be in the next movie from the jump at least. Um, but it does feel like Captain America got like the short end of the stick in this one, which is fine. Whatever. It's you know he'll be like probably the one of the main characters. But it's also he has, and the thing with Avengers movie is it is an ensemble. Piece. It isn't, like, but I feel like we got a lot more War. Iron Man than Captain America. Is my point, right. or Doctor Strange, or Spider Man, right, right, or whatever. True. But but it's also Star Lord. Captain America's had three movies, and all three of them have been good. And he was pretty. I mean, he was pretty much the star of the first two. Can't really say that about the third. No, one, the third one's in Avengers. Third. It's Captain America, but really Avengers. Right, exactly. Because him and Iron Man have about the same amount of screen time in that movie. Or maybe, or maybe um, Chris Evans was doing something else and he couldn't be in it as much. Yeah, it's just a Which it's just a function the of the story. It's just a function of the story in in this one, I think, too. And everything going on, it's like he plays his role, and now his role will be more important, you know, in the next film. So when he possibly dies. Well, but probably, well, maybe. And I'll cry. Well, and, that'll. And well, I'll we're rally. gonna get to Avengers four predictions and stuff at the end, at the very very end. So. Which we're getting close to. I know we're going long here. Um, so then they go to Avengers uh, headquarters where Rhodey is there wearing his little magic legs so he can walk around even after getting paralyzed at the end of Civil War. And uh, I like the, that it seems at this point that War Machine is basically... War Machine is basically... Um, like he signed the Accords, but he's kind of on Cap's side at this point. He's like... where. 
Secretary Ross is like, arrest them. He's like, yep, I'm already on it. And then he says, oh, he has to signs off. He's like, hey, Steve, what's going on? How's it going? That he's basically on there. Like, he's come around, it seems like, since Civil War. That he regrets the decision to stop signing the Accords. So I think it's pretty it's pretty safe to say the Accords he just are... kind of lives that does what Iron Man does. I guess. It, well, I mean, he's more he's more patriotic and more, like, by the book and than everything than Iron Man. He's got sure. the same powers. He's got a similar suit. it's funny. Suit. They're both... both um, um, War Machine and Captain America are both soldiers. Yeah, they're yeah. both in military. So they, they bond on that level, I guess. That makes sense. But one was went rogue, um, and the other one. So Sokovia Accords will probably be nullified in the next movie, I'm assuming, which is probably for the best for the future of this franchise. But um, so then they go there, and they're and they're trying to figure out, you know, they Bruce is there, and the Bruce Nat, the the Hulk and Black Widow moment where they see each other again was very underwhelming to me. Yeah, I was like that's it. Was, it? And then just to get Falcon being like, that was awkward. And that's all you get from yeah. that? I mean, after all that buildup, but they're like... They have more of a love affair for yeah, what the hell uh, was that? Vision and Scarlet Witch. Than or Bucky did. and Steve. Yeah. <laughs> and they ever did for Bruce and... According to the slash fiction that I'm sure Falcon, is out there. I, I also don't see it with those two anyway. No, I guess. But they, like after they Age of Ultron, that, they, after Age of Ultron, they should have at least had a little mini conversation. Something to be like, yeah, I was into you and you flew away. What the fuck happened? He's like, I don't know. Hulk and I are not doing very well. You know, yeah. something. I don't know. It was maybe we'll get more in the next one. It was very. It was kind of disappointing and that with interaction. With all the communication that they have of technology wise, you think they would have found a, a well, way he was to in space two, and years. he was in space for two years and then fighting for Asgard and then ran into Thanos. So it's like he hasn't had a, really a chance to be like, hold on, let me give her a call with my space phone that makes calls from space. I guess he's been like as off the grid well, as you can be. Somebody gets a page in space. Oh, well, we'll get there. So. Um, nice, nice, uh, nice hint at the tease of what, what's coming in a second. So they go, of course, this is one of, one of my favorite moments, knowing how much I love this particular film. So then Bruce comes in, Bruce Banner comes in and he's like, oh, well, in Vision, maybe we don't have to kill you. Maybe you have a choice. Maybe we could take that stone out of you. You know, it's Ultron, it's Tony, me, there's all this stuff going on in your head. Maybe we could take the stone out and Vision could still be a thing. And uh, and there's like, oh, well, I don't know how we could do that. He's like, I know someone who can. And then you hear the and of course we go into Wakanda and everybody relocates there. We get a little Black Panther action. How did you feel about the Black Panther, for lack of a better term, representation in this film? That was cool. Yeah, I'm, um, it's good to see him back so soon after the last movie. He didn't. Song. He didn't have as much to do. He was more just. The guy they turn to for help in this movie, really, right? But I mean, if Which you're gonna make, to his if you're gonna make, now? well, yeah, and that's why Cap was like, every time I see you, I feel like I'm, I'm thanking you for something. Remember? Yeah. Um, but if you're gonna make a last stand, that's a great place to do it, as Bucky says. He's like, I love this place. <laughs> I'm like, I, me too. I want to go there. That seems awesome. I want to go hang out with Shuri and see what she's doing. So then you get the Shuri and Okoye and Mbaku. No, no Lupita Nyong'o or uh, Daniel, Daniel Kaluuya. They're busy making Oscar. They're just busy films. doing their own things, yeah, which is fine, whatever. Um, or Lupita Nyong'o is doing another stuff. I don't know movie. if either one of those is going to be in the next movie, but considering what happens with T'Challa, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Nakia is like, what the hell? I want to be a part of this. Because she's kind of a badass, too. She's a spy, like Black Widow, sort of. Right. She'll probably be, she'll most likely be in Black Panther 2. Oh, well, yeah, she'll definitely be in there. Some of these characters don't show up again until the next sequel. Right. You know? Right. Well, um, yeah. Well, and in some, people, in some people's case, they don't, then they just disappear completely, Jane Foster, which I'm fine with because she sucks. 
Well, look at not Gwyneth, Natalie Portman, Jane Foster, huh? Look, look at Gwyneth Paltrow. I mean, she was she's I mean, she took a break really, from these movies for a while, yeah, and then came so. up back for Spider Man for like, <clears throat> like two seconds, and then then was well, which I guess in this for two seconds. They needed that because it sets up in here that oh, we're getting married, yay! Um, so yeah, I uh, I like seeing Wakanda. It's a little you know Wakanda is not nearly as much fun or nearly as uh, impactful in this movie because it's just like a place they go to fight pretty much you don't really get as much of the Wakandan society and their culture and stuff that you get in Black Panther obviously but I think Wakanda serves its purpose in here as basically you know the the locale I mean if you know they've said that Kevin Feige said that Wakanda is going to be a important fixture in the MCU going forward so it makes sense that this would be the, the an occasion where everyone would sort of gather there to battle Thanos' army. I guess he has enough. How many armies does this guy have, by the mm. way? Oh, God. I have a lot. But it also seems like Wakanda's that because Vibranium is there and Vibranium has made up so many of the Avengers' um, Well, weapons, mostly Captain America's shield. Right. Okay. And Black Panther's suit and that's it, I guess. Well, didn't Winter Soldier have... Oh, his arm now is made there. But who made his arm before? Hydra. It was just metal. If it was Wakanda, if it was really strong metal that was yeah. going through asphalt. Yeah, but if it was vibranium, it wouldn't like. I don't think Cap Iron Man would have been able to blow it off like he he did in uh, Civil War. I guess. Now he's got like a, a vibranium arm. Now that's serious. That's just not coming off now, fuckers. <laughs> um, so everybody's fighting, and uh, Captain America and everybody are doing their thing, and they're you know. Taking down all the the rest of the Black Order. So, what are, what are some of the big highlights here? Well, you loved the moment where Okoye and Black Widow and Scarlet Witch all fight. What's her face? Proxima Midnight. And uh, you want to talk about that? You're... Yeah, no, I just thought that was um, it was first three of them. Uh, I guess Scarlet Witch and Black Widow, and then the elite, the Proxima Midnight Lady, all fighting. I'm like, oh, that's cool, really cool. Three three women. Three badass women fighting, really cool. And then um, Koye comes, Ko- comes in, and now it's four badass ladies fighting them. And it made one me of them think is back stupid CG, though. Yeah, one of them made me think back to Wonder Woman. Well, and that's why a lot of people are saying, you know, supposedly Marvel is open to doing an all like a female-led ensemble film, and then they do have that comic book A Force that I found out about after. When did I find out about that? After Black Panther, I think, or maybe around there, because there's like. Four amazing, like, badass women in that movie. Well, what would be cool is if they did. Had Captain Marvel, Black Widow, Scarlet Witch. Well, even if you... Well, Captain Marvel's already the lead of her own franchise, so I wonder if they would do like do no, that with all the supporting like, I don't ones. I know. Just like some... Well, if, if Gamora comes back... Yeah, some spinoff. There's a lot of really badass women yeah. in, this, in these movies. I would be down for... I mean, I love all those characters you, that you're talking about. In fact, I'm thinking about I might have to do a, like, X number of best female characters well, in the MCU. Well, when you think about it, it's the women... Shuri, some of the most character, those are the most, the strongest characters. Some people are speculating that Shuri will be the MCU's next Iron Iron, not well, man, but Iron. She's smarter than him. Forget what they, because there is a a, a a lady Iron Man, like a, a woman that becomes Iron Man after Tony Stark. Iron Lady, like Margaret Thatcher. What is it? No, no, they don't call her that. Um, That'd be cool. What do they call her? I forget. Iron something, and uh, not Iron Man. So not maybe Iron the Shuri, Man. maybe Shuri will be the version that version of that. Maybe is that. They're called Iron Maiden. I don't think of... so. That would be amazing. Um, but um, 
that Shuri might be the version of that, or that she would be eventually, when T'Challa's done in a few years, she would be the next Black Panther, which she does become the ruler of Wakanda, and actually think, think does become Black Panther in the comics. Well, it's also like so I she's said, got a lot of real a real future with this franchise. Look at Scarlet, but she's not a fighter. I'm talking about. Letitia Wright, uh, Shuri, yes, yeah, she is. Not as much. Not as well, again, not she's as much. She's got to train. Maybe Black Panther two. Maybe Black Panther two. She'll train up a little. But look at Scarlet Witch. She's by far she's the most powerful of the women. Yeah. And the Avengers. Well, until she was Captain, able to stop, she was able to stop Thanos until Captain Marvel. Well, we haven't seen her powers yet. I'm talking about what just happened. I know, I know. But you can't. You. She was able to try to get Vision's Mind Stone, which I guess she was holding Thanos it. off. Yeah. yeah, that's. If he didn't have the Time Stone, that would have been the end of that, as far as completing the Infinity yeah, Gauntlet. Exactly. Thanks a lot, Doctor Strange. Stupid. <laughs> well, we're still in his one scenario, probably. Um, so they're, they're, doing their, they're doing their thing, and uh, Shuri's trying to get Vision stone out of the way, and um, Scarlet Witch goes down there to help, and then Okoye has that great line where she's like, why is she, why is, where has she been all this time, or whatever? And exactly, she leaves, and then they go after Vision, because that was why Scarlet Witch was, was there, to kill, to destroy the stone as soon as it was done, as soon as Shuri was done doing her work. I wish we got more Shuri in this. We got more Okoye than we do Shuri. Shuri. Which I understand for storyline purposes. And we don't know what happens to Shuri at the end of the movie. So I hope she didn't go into ashes. Because I love her. And I think, well, I, think, I think she was probably the most surprising and popular character to come out of Black Panther. Even more so than Okoye. And by the way, she's in the commuter for like a minute. Half a second, right? And we were like, you were like, is that, is that Shuri? I was like, yeah, I think she is. I think I did hear she's in this. And I looked it up. I was like, oh my god, she is in this. I love Letitia right now. I didn't know who she was until Black Panther really. So, um, yeah, so that was, that was cool, uh, the whole Wakanda last stand. But the big moment when What's-His-Face comes in with Stormbreaker and we see the, the Bifrost goes down and What's-His-Face comes in. What's-His-Face? Thor. You, oh, you, you like Thor. Too. So you like Thor or Captain America? If I you were like on the dating anyone. game and you had to choose between Thor, like forget, forget, Rob doesn't exist. If you have to choose between Thor or Captain America, not Chris Evans and Chris Hemsworth, oh, Thor or Captain America. Like, oh, yes, yes, we'll be, we will tour the nine realms and I'll show you my weapons. Captain America. Captain America? Yeah. Nice. Thor's still too, like, so cool. Mid medievally. Morons. Uh, like, rabbit. Yes, yes, we will ride the Bifrost. Yeah, he's like, he's like a. A leisurely like stroll a, in the Bifrost. He's like a god, he's like a surfer god or something. Which is why Tony Stark called him Point Break. And that's what his codename was on the Quinja in Ragnarok. I thought he also said because he had blonde hair, like no, all of that. Patrick Swayze. All of that, probably. And by the way, what does? Why does Spider-Man know so much about Footloose in these '80s movies? I'm like, dude, you're like 17. He's a hipster. Yeah, you've seen more in these '80s movies. Yeah, that was than funny. Oh my god, that was. I'm glad you brought that up because he's like, oh, you mean like in Footloose? Because the, then they referenced the dance off from Guardians. I need to go back and watch the first Guardians again now. I think. And now I'm in like, I want to go back and watch all 18 of these again. The, well, the 17 that I have, wow, and then Black Panther when it comes out. You're Actually, serious. 16. I don't have Ragnarok yet. Um, uh, and then he's like, "Yo, gross Star Lord's like, is it is it the still the best movie ever?" And then Spider Man's like, "It never was." <laughs> and I was like, "Nice, that's right." Well, but remember, Star Lord was also a kid in the in the early to mid eighties when he got taken it was by insane Star Wars. I said Spider Man. I know, I know, I know. But he got when he was taken with Yondu, so he that's all he knows as far as like Footloose is the best movie ever because I saw it when I was like ten. Right, no, I understand that's that. I just don't know where Spider Man came from, being a seventeen year old kid, sixteen, seventeen, where he's like. 
Footloose. 14, and I guess. Alien. Was. Not like, him. I'm talking about Star Wars. I'm like, you're talking about movies even I haven't seen. Aliens? I'm 20 yeah, I know. I feel well, really bad. I'm a terrible husband that we've been together several years, and I still haven't shown you the Alien movies, at least the first two, because they're really great. And then you'll get the reference in uh, in the movie. He's like, have you seen that really old movie, either. Alien? Did you see it on me, though? I'm like, why does he know about all these I know. Movies? He's like, first of all, well, I, I didn't like that. I mean, I liked the way that it paid off, the way it played out. But I didn't like, I didn't, I, I, that annoys me in Civil War when he's like, have you guys seen that really old movie, Empire Strikes Back? I'm like, dude, what are you, six? They're like, it's a really old movie, Empire. Like, yes, the one of the most successful and popular sequels of all time. I'm pretty sure they've heard of it. It's like, how, you're just like genius kid, but you don't understand that. Oh, people know what Star Wars is. Yeah, yeah, we do. We also know what Alien is. We watch movies. What the fuck kind of thing is that? Plus, I wonder if it's funny that they name drop Alien, which is a Fox movie. If that's them being like, wait, we're going to get Fox now. Because they mentioned Star Wars in the last one, like the couple years after they got Star Wars. So I wonder if that's foreshadowing. If that's their Easter egg. Yeah, maybe. And then like in a few years when they buy Universal or Paramount. They talk about all the um, franchises they're going to buy before they... Like officially, yeah, yeah, they like hinted out maybe in like uh, in another Marvel movie in like five years, it's one of the Spider Man movies, he'll be like, seen that really old movie, Mission Impossible, or whatever, and Sorry. it's like Paramount becomes the next studio they buy. Or whatever. Movie? The I think of Paramount movies, the Lego Batman movie, they're not gonna Warner Brothers is doing very well, they're not gonna, well, except for the never mind, I don't want to mention but it. But is again. Lego owned by Warner Brothers? The film rights are all those movies are Warner Brothers, right? But Lego movies, a Warner Brothers movie. But you can buy film rights. Yeah, but but if they uh, buy the tote, but they buy the merchandise, if Disney buys merchandise of Legos, like it did with buy Marvel. Well, they do license out. Like Lego does have the license to do like Lego Star Wars and things like that. Right. So I don't know. Now we're getting into it. That's a separate conversation. That's a business conversation. We're already past the ninety-minute mark. I think we should stay focused. Um. So yeah, that, that that happens. Now I forgot where we left. So Thor shows up with Stormbreaker. And and I Hulk, I know it's not as fun as Mjolnir. I can't. Even, I like what she said. Meow, meow. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Bruce Banner has that great moment where he's like, "Oh, you guys are screwed now!" <laughs> and then the music kicks in. Dun 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 dun. dun. I didn't a, play the immigration song. That would be fun. Oh. Huh? Oh, that yeah, that would have been great. And then go into the score after when they're fighting. And that's the first time he had a weapon and his thunder. All at once. Well, now he's got the power of the Bifrost. So now he can be like, bye everyone, I'm going to Vormir to kick the Gritskull's ass. Oh, he does. You didn't get, you didn't get that. Because they mentioned, well, they mentioned it maybe during that scene where you were at the bath, in the bathroom and the troll and well, the dwarf is like that. Oh. I, I guess I heard them say that. Now he has the, he can harness the power of the Bifrost. Remember before he needed Heimdall to send him over there with the Bifrost, with the right. rainbow bridge and shit? Is that, is that, and that's the scene he almost died in? In this movie, because trying to get his axe made, and he got his power back. Power was because he got the, his axe yeah. back. Oh, and and axe. that was the one line that Peter Dinklage had that I thought was hilarious, where he's like, he's like, oh, I'm gonna stop it. He's like, he's like, if you do that, it's suicide. You'll be taking the full force of the stars. Like, only if it kill, it'll be, it'll kill you. He's like, only if I die. And then Peter Dinklage's like, yes, that's that's what killing you means. <laughs> I thought that when he does the like thing with his eyes, that was a great moment, really funny and and a lot of fun. Um, so that so then yeah, he had Thor has the big hero moment, probably the big hero, one of the biggest hero moments of the movie actually. For sure. What's the other um, one? I don't know. Cap fighting off Thanos with his bare hands when he's just like a really strong dude fighting this alien like with the powers of a god. I thought that was pretty bad. Like you've seen that in a lot in the trailers and all of that. Um, so Thor does his thing there and. 
Vision goes to help out in the fight to help Captain America, and there's that great callback to when Captain America's like, "We don't trade lives," and Vision saves him, but in doing so, puts himself vulnerable. So he and then Scarlet Witch is going to kill. Am I am I, am I hitting everything on this on the way no. here? Mm-hmm. Okay, and then Scarlet Witch goes to to destroy the Mind Stone, which is in this really powerful moment where she's sacrificing, killing the man android she loves to uh for the greater good and uh and it works and she destroys it and then she's mourning and thanos is like i understand it's all good i've been there he's like let me just rewind this a second <laughs> he gets the time stone and i thought it was cool how the time stone like like whatever stone whatever stone at that moment maybe whatever stone he's using she could, sort she of mourned a minute later she could she... whatever stone he's using kind of lights up and it's like hey this is the one he's accessing now uh, I thought that was really neat, and uh, and he does the little the little turn, the little knobs show up, the little metaphysical knobs where he's like turning thing, turning time back. I thought that was really that was that a, he knows how to operate all these things. Whatever. Well, it's, that's what they were taught. But that's he also they has a magic glove that that rules the universe. Talks about so an article that like for the time stone, they would have to Doctor Strange. He's not alive, so they would have to probably have to go to. I don't remember the guy's name. Which guy? Um, the guy that's guarding the Wong. Yeah, they have to go to him. I like Wong. More Wong in Avengers. Learn how to use hopefully. the Time Stone. Yet, Probably. Yeah, Thanos is like, I know how to use it. Stark. Uh, Stark's been to the Stark and Banner have been to the Sanctum, uh, same Sanctorum. So I'm sure that they'll end up if Wong is still. But do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, if Wong is not all ashy, literally at this point, I'm sure that then uh, that will play into it. That they'll go see Wong. He knows a lot of the mystic arts. He's not as powerful a wizard as Doctor Strange, obviously, but you know, he's a, a nice, good resource for them going forward. So, yeah, more Benedict Wong in, in Avengers Four, hopefully. And which is weird because Benedict Wong is the actor's name and the character's name is Wong. Wow. Just and throwing his name that is out Benedict? there. His name in real life is Benedict Wong, and Just the other like, guy's Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. It's a very popular. two Benedicts. Are they both from England? I don't think so. I don't. I think Benedict Wong is Chinese. I don't know if he has any. But he could be born. In Maybe I don't know. I know he's but Chinese ethnicity. Yeah, that's random. But I don't. Yeah, I don't know hey. what this whole thing is. Anyway, or nationality, not ethnicity. Ethnicity is different. Um. So, did you? Uh, how was that? How did you process that moment where you think that Scarlet Witch saved the day, and then Thanos just rewinds it? Did you like? You didn't think it was gonna work. Or did you think she was gonna save, stop, thing, stop him? Or you're making a scrunched face up I now, right now, which I don't know what that means. Work. And, I was you're like, oh come on, Scarlet Witch is not gonna be the one. To, she's powerful, but she's not that interesting of a I character. Also, it's not Scarlet I said, Witch movie. I, I said he was. In, I had a feeling he was gonna get all the stones. You did from the beginning, but because he was. Did on you a, think, he was on you? a mission? No, but one thing I was also thinking about, to why it wasn't gonna work, is she. when she broke the stone, pieces went everywhere. You could still you could still use a piece. Yeah, but I think that the idea in the, in this film is that if it's shattered, it's it's broken. You can't like crazy glue a mind stone back together, and it's like no, it still has its magical properties. It's doesn't work that way. I don't think. I guess it just looks like it makes the stone look bigger than it really was, just by how many pieces it breaks into. Yeah, I can see that. Lots yeah. of little. Have you ever dropped a glass, and it's it doesn't look that big, but then. Pieces of glass are all over your freaking living room floor. For like floor. years to come. Oh, it's annoying. I hate that. That's why I get so paranoid when we when things break. Anyway, we're like a Christmas ornament was it last year, <laughs> and you're like, holy crap! Why are there pieces of glass like, like a couple rooms over? That's craziness. Anyway, that's now we're getting really a, a, a off point. 
So he re rewinds it, gets the Mind Stone, and he's like, yes, the power. I feel it flowing through me. And then your boy comes in with Stormbreaker. Still not a great name. And, uh, and did you, at that point, did you think Thor saved? Did you think Thor won? You're like, yes, Thor's going to be the one to kill him, but revenge Loki and bring this whole movie full circle. I thought, yeah. Because at that, that point he had the full gauntlet. Yeah, I thought at that point... Because this is a Marvel movie, and they don't like to just have kill, a downbeat ending. Yeah, and just kill, kill half their like cast. That. Really, um, I thought they got it. I was like, even after, so you didn't think even they were after gonna... they, even after I knew there was me Infinity War Part Two, of some movie, sort. Yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah, they may have gotten him because he looked like he was weakening, and he did get the gauntlet. He was weakening for sure. But, um, and you know, and Thor is powerful enough that, yeah, he it could take a god yeah, to yeah, kill a yeah, god type of thing. Yeah. But no, that's not what happened. No, what happened is that Thanos says, you should well, What about you? What did you think? Um, there was a lot of theorizing going on beforehand. And as we said, obviously I write for different sites about this kind of stuff. There was a lot of fan theorizing that it's going to end with a finger snap. And I'm just glad, you know, I'm just glad that it didn't end with him being like, you should have gone for the head. Snap. Credits. Then I would have been like, son of a bitch. Fuck you. Now I don't even know what the fallout, which is not a reference to the next Mission Impossible movie, but it might as well be because it looks awesome. Now I don't even know what that is, like the, what the fallout of this is. You got to give me more than that. So at least he snapped it. And then Thor is like, knowing that Thanos is super powerful. He's just like, what did you do? What did you just do? What the fuck was that? What happened? I, think he would, I thought that was you great. Would, you would have thought he would know what he just did. Well, I don't think... There's a lot of talk about snapping his That's fingers. true because... Gamora told him on on the uh, Milano there. But it's also, it's also nobody's ever had the Infinity Gauntlet before, like all Infinity Stones. So it could have all just well, been theory what she said. Right. Like That's just true. being That's like, true. kind of just saying it like in casual, like he thought kind of like a legend statement. Legend has it that if like you an, get all the Infinity like an, Stones, like an exaggeration type of thing. Right. Legend like, has oh, it, like kind of right, thing. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, just. Yeah, exaggeration when you snap your well, fingers. Well, they say in the beginning of the movie. Not it, so literal. I don't know if it's Ebony Maw or whichever those. Boring the puppet CG man? people. Yeah, the puppet man. That's a great... I'm glad that you just call him the puppet man now. Um, well, I think it's him that says, no one has ever had two infinity stones before. This is, this is a first for me. You're a groundbreaking pioneer, Thanos. Because suck up. He, gets the, he didn't say all that. I'm just I'm embellishing now. But he gets the power stone and he gets the space stone. So Because we've seen in all these other movies, Malekith got one stone. Everybody gets one stone. This is the first time anyone's gotten more than one stone. And he gets all of the stones by the end of this film. So Thor does that. And then he snaps his fingers. And then people are like, what the hell? What's going on? Everything cool? We all good? And then people start disappearing. So we lose. Let's do a head count. Bucky. Um, Falcon. T'Challa. Uh, Scarlet, Witch. Scarlet Witch, thank you. Vision. Vision's already dead. So oh, he that, oh, that's he's already head dead. count. Yeah, that's the head count of who count. goes ash, who turns to ash. Um, as to ashes, dust to dust. Star Lord, Groot. Star Lord's up in, in Titan, but Groot, and then Rocket's like, no, Groot, not again. I already lost Groot, like the first movie. Mantis. Mantis, Star Lord. So on, on Titans, Mantis, Star Lord. I'm saving one for last, and I think you know who it is. Doctor Strange, Drax. And then the real kicker, and you know that they saved this for last on purpose because it's the one that's like the most gut-wrenching, is Peter Parker. Yeah. When he's standing there, he's like, Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good. And they did such a great job, not only in Civil War, but in Spider-Man Homecoming, establishing that 
Tony Stark really sees a lot of himself in Peter Parker. And he relates to this kid who's like interested in science and wants to, you know, do the right thing and save the world and bear this responsibility on his shoulders. And he's trying to, like he said in Spider-Man Homecoming, he wants him to be better than him. He's trying to really sort of be a father figure for this kid who doesn't have a father figure anyway, because his Uncle Ben died. I don't know if, I don't know if you've heard about this, but Spider-Man's Uncle Ben dies, and that's how that how, how that story kicks off. Um, so, you know, to have, for Tony Stark to have this young, basically, what, 15-year-old kid die in his arms I thought was really powerful and yeah of course they're gonna take it back in the next movie because because there's a Spider-Man sequel coming up and all and you're not gonna freaking kill the most recognizable superhero you have before all these movies with Spider-Man was still Spider-Man Spider-Man but I thought that was a really powerful moment and his the way he's like basically like you alluded to earlier um, realizes that he's seeing his vision from Age of Ultron sort of coming to pass all these people that he cares about that he thought he could protect that he failed and, and you know kind of encapsulated in spider-man dying in his arms when he felt responsibility that he could protect him during this mission and in general and all that oh, i liked spider-man's quote in the beginning of the movie he's like how, how can i be a friendly spider-man neighborhood spider-man when there's no neighborhood yeah and he's like you get what i'm saying i'm like i totally get what you're saying if the world if humanity ceases to exist. How am I supposed to take care of my, my Aunt May, even, or like the people in my in New York in Queens? If if there's no Queens, if the earth is like destroyed or whatever. Um I wonder if he kills I wonder if Thanos has the power to kill animals. Like all, if humanity means humans or I don't everybody. know. That's a good question. Because animals take resources too. I don't know. And it's like how would the infinity stones know yeah, separate that's a good species. point. That's a good point. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know. That's, I don't See know. See that for the next movie. The Maybe it's humans and humanoid, human, sentient. Be- well, either sentient, animals are sentient. So, I, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. The attack of the deer is in the next movie. The attack <laughs> of the deer. The attack of the deer? That's why, that's why they didn't announce the title yet. Because they're going to be like, oh, man, people are going to really, all those deer activists are going to be like, no, no attack the deer. <laughs> The deer is attacking, attacking back. Revenge of the deer. And the elephants with their good memories. There you go. They never forget, <laughs> I heard. Um, and then, so, who we have left at the end of this is the original five out of the six Avengers. We don't see Hawkeye and Ant-Man. They're referenced that they made a deal with the government. So, they're like... But Ant-Man's not an original Avenger. I know. But I'm saying those, those oh, two characters. Okay, right. He's an original Avenger in the comics, I believe. But that's not or what Wasp is. Yeah, I know. But the original five out of the six Avengers that we see, we're assuming Hawkeye is okay because he's going to be in the next movie. And actually, to say something about Ant-Man, I kind of feel bad for this character because he always is, gets followed up in his movies after an Avengers movie. Like, that's like the worst time, I think, to get a movie. Because, or it's the best time. Because I think people are still or on like, this weird high or, or low. Or the- it's the best time because you get that post-Avengers bump. Because Avengers came out. Like, Iron Man 1 and 2 did really well, right? They made a lot of money, 300-something, whatever, right? Avengers came out and made over a billion dollars, and then Iron Man 3 was the very next one that came out, made over a billion dollars. Right. But which I, I'm, which is because of the post-Avengers I bump. Really so like Ant-Man, Ant-Man may not have... Ant-Man may not have made as... The first Ant-Man may not have made as much money as it did had it not come out right after Avengers Age of Ultron. Like, right, a, two guess, months later. Yeah, I guess I just don't... I think they do that on purpose because I think they, they know what you're saying. <laughs> But they're also trying to make a franchise out of that. Right. At least three of them. 
So they're strategically positioning it right after Avengers. So people are like, oh, Marvel, maybe we'll get some hints about like what happened with Thanos. And then they're not going to see that, but they'll see it. Maybe we'll still buy the ticket to Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah, but we're really not going to have any more um, insight Marvel, into this Marvel movies until Ant-Man and the Wasp and Captain, and Marvel. Captain Marvel. That's amazing. Yeah. So Cause anyway, you're jumping ahead. I know. We're going to do Sorry. the future, the upcoming MCU stuff in a second. So we have Iron Man, Captain America, Black Widow, Hulk, Thor, Rocket, who's, like I, I mentioned this to you off pod, was the last remaining guardian, which, like, like that character is just already mired in sadness in general and takes it out of, like, in rage and, like, the way he carries himself. So, you know, he's the only one of his friends left, which is, I feel, I feel really bad for Rocket now based on that. All these people have lost so much. I know. Including Thor, as they mentioned early in the movie. And now Rocket's never going to get Bucky's arm like he said he was going to. <laughs> like, I'm going to get that arm. And, then, and like he's got this weird fetish for like cybernetic body parts. He's like, I got this eye from this guy. He fell asleep, so I took it. That was cool. Because <laughs> they established that in the other movies. He's like, I want that eye. I want the, this thing. Get me his, his hand. Leg. Whatever. Get me his yeah. leg. Yeah. All that. Oh, man. That's great. I love that. So Rocket, my, Rocket and Gamora are my favorite. Oh, my, my God. Favorite I just realized something. Is that why back when the first Guardians came out and you could make, like, you could collect all the parts of, you could get all the Avenger, um, the Guardians of the Galaxy dolls and They're collect. dolls, you mean action figures? Action figures. Come on. And Don't, collect, that's insulting to us guys that like toys. Collect Rocket from getting all the action figures? Because they're trying, they were trying to make cyber, I think you, a cyber I think you, kinetic no, I think you, I think you built Groot, actually, is what you oh, built. Groot? Oh, Because he would be a bigger toy than oh. everybody else. So, like. I think in I that like line of toys, yeah, I, I like your idea too. But Groot is a bigger toy, and uh, I think you collect each one comes with like his head, his arm, his leg, whatever. Hey, Marvel, Disney, are you listening? Build a cybernetic ro- yes, rocket. Exactly. Well, there's been hints that Guardians Three, whatever that's going to be about, is going to focus more on Rocket because Volume Two ends on a shot of Rocket, like a close-up of Rocket. So there's been a lot of hints that James Gunn is going to be very Rocket central uh, cent- focused story arc in Guardians 3. But now we're getting ahead of things. So, uh, Rocket, Nebula, and uh, Okoye, and I think M'Baku, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Well, oh, and War Machine. Because I was even thinking, Nebula is mostly cyborg now. Can, is she really part of humanity? Could I mean, she really guess, be killed at this point? I guess that's a good point. I mean, she has a soul, so yeah. I assume I so. I guess so, yeah. Okay, Good point. Yeah, I get it's going back to your soul stone thing. You know what else I thought too after this? T'Challa goes poof. So does that mean T'Challa's in that little dreamy place where his dad went? So can Okuye or Nakia or Shuri, can somebody go into that like sand bath and go commune with T'Challa? I think we're at the see. Remember? Yeah. I love that. That's, those scenes are some of my favorites in Black Panther. And Killmonger was there too. Yeah, Killmonger be like, man, this sucks. Why are we all doing here? Yeah, no, we have to see. Probably, maybe we'll see it in Avengers four, or we'll see it Black Panther two. I don't know. Well, I mean, T'Challa will be back by then. By Black Panther two, they'll have they'll brought him back to life. That's true because he is going to be leading his own movie. He's called. He's the Black Panther. Let's take it Mbaku. I like Mbaku, actually. He's kind of like the adopted Black Panther because people really, really like that character a people lot. People really like all this. Like, you know, you, you mentioned that you like Black Panther, but he's not like your favorite. Yeah. And I, because I think that movie, in that movie, he's sort of, uh, he's sort of overshadowed by all the supporting characters, which are all the supporting characters are a lot, 
are really dynamic and interesting and fun and everybody wants to see more of Shuri and especially, you know, especially Shuri and Okuye. Um, so that's who we have left. Yeah. I said War Machine too. I don't know if you heard that. Oh. But yeah. he's not that interesting as a character. I like Don Cheadle, but I've never found... I, actually, War Machine is probably one of my less, least favorites. I just don't find him that interesting. He's just kind of like, I'm Iron Man, but not Iron Man. I have a different colored suit, and right. that's about it. I'm like, okay, that, that's what... And? Yeah, exactly. And, and what's your story? I'm a, I'm a soldier, and, I, and I'm friends with Iron Man, and I fly around in a suit that looks like Iron Man's, but I'm not Iron Man. I'm War Machine. <laughs> I'm like, oh man. I also don't like that name. War Machine. Yes. Well, he tried to be Iron Patriot in Iron Man Three yeah, when the government yeah. tried to rebrand him yeah. or whatever. Because War Machine, it's war. I know. Well, he's a soldier, so he fights he has battles. A negative. negative I know. Whatever. I like. It, it's good that they're going to be giving Don Cheadle presumably more to do in Avengers Four. So going into this finally leads us to Avengers Four. What are you expecting? Other than, of course, let's take a quick detour before we do that. So all these people go poof. Thanos is hanging out on in his wherever he is, living his living his best life, I guess. Being like, yeah, I did that. I killed half of humanity. Life is good. Chilling and his little cottage where the hell he is. He smiles and that's the final frame. And then it goes, ding, quiet note of music. And then directed by Anthony and Joe Russo. And everybody's like, fuck you, Russo brothers. Yeah, that was really, that was just mean. <laughs> they do that and then they make you wait 10, like 10 minutes before you get your post credit scene. Which they so, never do that. They like throw that was all a, these credits in there and then all of a sudden well this one movie, they're like, oh no. Well, because they want you to sit there for 10 minutes and just be like, wait a minute, what? Plus they're like, look at how many people were in this movie Look at all these people. Pay. Look at these people. <laughs> they were part they of They work so hard. <laughs> they're part of This shit budget. doesn't just happen. <laughs> There's yeah. $300 million and thousands of man hours, well, thousands of people and like hundreds of thousands of men. I don't even know. They work on these movies for years, but post-production especially. Yeah. A lot of green screen and yeah. shit. But no, well, we were talking earlier about the scene that he had with like little Gamora where yeah. he's like, what you sacrificed? Yeah, okay, that's everything. right in this part pretty much. He sounds, he says it was such... So sad. So forlorn that it's like almost like he had regrets. No, I think he feels, he's uh, he's hesitant that he had to kill his favorite daughter. And then he's also... Like, he feels it's his his burden. He's like, it's my responsibility to keep the balance. And it's like something that he bears, like a chip on his shoulder. He's like, I, this is, I have to bear this because no one under, else understands it. No one else has the will to do it or whatever. And that's when Dr. Strange is like, I think you'll find that our will is stronger than yours or whatever. And he does that like slow though. talk because he's making the little spell things, which is kind of badass. But might admit, must have made Cumberbatch feel really goofy on set. I will find my will. It's, it reminds me of like Kung Pao. He's like, one of us is wearing a push-up bra. Um, <laughs> I can't believe you just brought that Random reference. That's a funny movie. It's stupid, but it's fun. I, I, don't, I don't... And that's what I... That's what was one of the other reasons that the ending bugged me. Because I actually thought that he, he sounded sad. They sounded despondent that... That maybe it wasn't worth it after all. You think in Avengers 4, they'll track him down and be like, we don't like what you did. He'll be like, I'm sorry. Here you go. You could fix it. I didn't mean to. I yeah. miss Gamora. She's my friend. And I also, I also wonder if he really thought that by... Like, if he was really planning at that moment to kill half of humanity. Oh, do you like, think maybe he would snap his fingers and then be like... Oh my god, it worked! I was just like fucking. I was just yeah, playing around. Maybe he wasn't really mean to do it. At that I was just like, when, maybe he was just like, mm, I got like uptown girl in my head. Like I think that yeah, I don't think a 
part of me doesn't think that he really meant to do it at that moment. Like, yeah, I know that he wanted to kill Happy Minute. Well, he, he, he psycho, thought maybe he was wounded. He, he thought maybe this is my last chance. I better snap my fingers before I, I, like, I bite, the bu- bite the bullet here. But then he freaking blew up his gun. That's why he said to Thor, you have to, you should have gone for the head because that would have killed him instantly before he had the chance to do that. But going on his chest, he's like, oh, I'm in pain, but I can still snap my fingers, yo. And his gauntlet got blown up. Sort of, but I'm, I'm assuming he still has it. Yeah. Because he disappears like, oh. But he, it was he, so powerful that charred his so gauntlet. Much, so much great, um, so many great portal entrances and exits in this movie. Him, and then he's like, snap, y'all. And then disappears into the portal. And I'm thinking of Star-Lord with the Doctor Strange thing where he's like, Throws a ball grenade and he's like, boom, flips off and jumps backwards. That was amazing. Uh, Star Lord's great for moments like that, but Star Lord's dead now. So, oh well. So going into Avengers four, before we get to what we what we expect, we jump to the post credit scene. Nick Fury and Maria Hill are like, oh crap, people are disappearing, which is which is really kind of an interesting way to explore like the man on the street thing because yes cars that are driving would all of a sudden crash into stuff because nobody's driving them helicopters would crash into buildings because the people inside them disappeared things like that i thought that was an interesting way to just be like oh like a real world application of what that finger snap means on a grand scale yeah not just with our our heroes right so they maria hell disappears and and nick fury is like holy shit, I need to do this. And then he gets out a pager of some kind, some kind of communicator. S.H.I.E.L.D. has a next level tech, so I'm sure it's not just a this pager from the 90s. Space but some people are making the link, well, he has a pager. If she's in the 90s, technically, it makes sense. They would communicate by like some kind of a pager situation. Um, so I wonder if that's a reference to the 90s when pagers were the thing. So he hits that, uh, hits the button on the communicator, and then he starts to fade away, and we get like a... Uh, Samuel L. Jackson F-bomb joke as he fades away just before he launches into a motherfucker. And then it drops on the ground and blinks, blinks, blinks. And then we get the Captain Marvel logo. Now, how did you, as someone who has never read comic books, really, other than Archie for some reason, not the Riverdale comic books, the actual Archie. That's right. Archie. Blah, 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 Archie kids. That's right. Speaking of Riverdale, watch that show. It's fun. Um, How did you feel about the Captain Marvel thing? Were you like, oh, shit, I guess I got to learn who Captain Marvel is now. No, did, did I'll learn f- who she is in her movie. Next year? Yeah. Okay. I don't... Those, did you, those did are the type of stories I don't need to get caught up on before the movies. Yeah, but then sometimes you spend all day after seeing a movie reading about what the hell you just saw, so you know what's going on. Yeah, but that's fun. So after Captain Marvel, then you'll be like, okay, now how does that pertain to what's going on? What's the trivia? Yeah, exactly. Um, did you feel like that was a sufficient... Like, did you think that was a sufficient way for the movie to go out on? Do you like... Yeah, would you would, was wait, cool. wait, wait, wasn't that... Would you have preferred that they kept everybody depressed leaving the theater? Or do you like that they were, like, giving you this little glimmer of hope at the end? Oh, yeah, this is Marvel. They can't... Yeah, I don't want them doing that to us. I've, They're like, 19 movies. They, they it's not over, y'all. Captain Marvel's coming soon. Yeah. And then it cuts to but Thanos will it, return. Right. They didn't say anything about Captain... It's good they didn't say Captain Marvel. Oh. Well, she hasn't shown up yet, yeah. Right. Captain Marvel's on the way. Yeah, and it's just the thing is, I just don't like the the way that the cartoon of Captain Marvel is drawn. Where I'm just like, she looks. Oh, like, that I, one picture. Like, I that, that one. She's, she's been that, redesigned and stuff I've a read few times. That her and Thor are the stupidest ones in the comics. Yes, that they're the, like they're really stupid. So now I'm like, oh no. Stupid, like intelligence wise. Yeah. Oh no, she's gonna be like they're great. the dumb, like they're the dumb ones. You really think Brie Larson would play like a ditzy superhero? No, I just think it was interesting. She's very, she's very, for, for as the kids say, she's very woke. 
Brie Larson. She's very conscious well, of being a woman in, in this franchise books, and stuff. But like I just that. mean that I just read that in an article that Thorne. Yeah, Thorne's not a lung. He's not as much of a lunkhead as he used to be. But it's also interesting that those are also the two space space heroes. Right. So. Maybe they, maybe in the comics they rely too much on like look at the cool visuals. These characters don't have to be that interesting. They just have cool. They do cool shit. He's the god of thunder, and she does. She like shoots energy blasts, and she's like all kinds of flies. She has all kinds of crazy powers. She's gonna be awesome. I'm well, excited we'll see. to see that. So going into Avengers four now. That's so. What we have in a couple months, we have Ant Man and the Wasp, and I think that's gonna be set pretty much soon after Civil War, um, because in the trailer. Wasp is Hope Van Dyne's like so what's going on why didn't you call me when you were going to help Captain America whatever do we think we're going to see any fallout from Avengers Infinity War in that movie do you think like at the end of the movie I, this is what I think I actually thought he was going to show up at the and, end, it, well like before a little bit before Infinity War came out I thought they were going to have Ant-Man in this because he was in Civil War and I thought they didn't want to show it because it would give away Ant-Man and the Wasp or he's on the, the poster but really small the, or that we would get closer to um the Infinity War movie, and then and Ant Man and the Wasp, and then would show more about Ant with Ant Man. Uh, I think it's no, glad. That I think I'm 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 glad they kept Ant Man and people like Hawkeye and things like that out because I can't imagine this movie with more characters in it. Right. You know, I think they they tied together the major threads of the MCU, and then like the few the people that are still out, they'll they'll rope them in next. Um, I could see somebody in that. You know, some someone's gonna disappear from the Ant Man world. I'm sure. Maybe some. Maybe his daughter will disappear or something, and that'll be his like, holy shit! But we'll see some kind of in, indication of the finger snaps impact on the Ant Man world in that. And then Captain Marvel is. But a, if it takes place after Civil War, how? I don't know how soon after Civil War. I don't know how that. Or maybe in a post credit scene. Oh. That took place some point after Ant Man and the Wasp. That'll lead into him being tied into the finger snap and Infinity War. And then Captain Marvel takes place in the 90s. They're bringing back Coulson. They're bringing back Nick Fury. They're bringing back Ronan the Accuser. These with, deals with the Kree Skrull War and her origins and somehow explains where the hell she's been since 1990 or whatever and why she's not like 50 years old at this point. So we'll see how that works. I don't, I, I don't know if she, I guess maybe time travel is involved. And if that's the case, that would lead into why the fact that everybody's hearing murmurs that Avengers 4 deals with time travel. And then and maybe that's part of how they go back and they undo stuff and they get the... Like get the days of Yeah, sort of. And they get the Infinity Gems maybe before Thanos has that access to them or something. But Thanos, we, as we know, Thanos will return and all the surviving members of this will return. will probably undo... Uh, a lot of the deaths in this movie, hopefully including Gamora's, but definitely all the people that turned to Ash, Loki and Heimdall are probably gone, but that's okay. Yeah. So what do you want to see in Avengers 4, and then we'll do final thoughts and wrap up finally. <laughs> um, I don't, I mean, it's, it's just amazing, all of the preparation that goes into these films with the scripts and the directors and because... And the callbacks been, and the character yeah, interactions. Yeah, they've been laying and, this groundwork you know, a, like a decade, I guess. And it's just amazing that it's, it's really coming to that. And, um, so I don't know, like, I don't know what to expect. I know I'd like to think that they're going to bring everybody back because that's just well, messed up. Spider-Man, Black Panther and the Guardians are going to be in more movies. So yeah, yeah. well, yeah. And Dr. Strange presumably will get a sequel mm -hmm. and all that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just, I, yeah, it's going to be interesting. And I'm glad that we're finally going to have for Marvel, a female hero. Female, like, female led, led hero. franchise in the yeah. yeah. And um, 
I think Brie Larson will be a good first one, especially since nobody knows that much about Captain Marvel. In the first, um, Except for that, comic book people. Like, he, she's not like Batman, Superman, movie. Spider-Man. Well, how much did you really know about Captain America or Iron Man or Thor before, Nothing. other than Adventures in Babysitting? Corny. Yeah, exactly. Well, they made him not corny. They made him awesome. Right. To the point so, they're like, I love Thor. He's so awesome. So we have a female-led superhero movie that with the character that, unless you've read comic books, you don't know anything about it. Right, so, which sounds like it's going to be sort of Green Lantern-y, not in a terrible way, and again, another DC reference, Green Lantern-y in that it's an Earth-based person who becomes like wrapped up in alien conflicts and becomes basically a space cop in a way. It's just interesting. A space that hero. Just, it's just, yeah, it's just interesting. She's going to, they have to go back to the 90s. Like, why they're not going to make it modern? Well, I'm thing. sure there's a reason for that. I mean, that's, they're laying, remember that's they're laying the ground. Exactly. They're, they're establishing that stuff and they're going to shed light on things that maybe we didn't even know to ask. But the thing, though, with the Captain well, they, they, And they movie, did that with Captain America, too. He's like, true. World War II, and then, oh, here we go, and now he's involved here. Well, that's the, the thing, same though, kind with of Captain thing. Marvel, though, is I feel like they didn't actually want to do a female-led superhero movie until there was so much, until the whole thing well, with Wonder Woman happened. When, like, well, obviously it was before that, but not that yeah. much more before. That they're like, oh no, maybe we really do need to have more I mean, Captain females. Marvel was in the cards for a long time, just like Black Panther. And I don't, I don't know. I guess they were just, you know, it's, it's, uh, unfortunately, it's probably a, a balance of what they could pull off story-wise and what they could build up to. And also, and also, um, the reality of the business side of it, like, did the executives feel confident enough with an African-American superhero or with a woman, you know, a female superhero when every female superhero movie up to a point was not very good? Maybe maybe the Kevin Feige and the people at Marvel Studios were like, we'd love to make Captain Marvel. Can we make this? And Disney's like, yeah, maybe make the, the one, the, like, goofy space one that sounds like it's sort of like Star Wars. Or maybe make the comedy heist thing with Paul Rudd. That Those sound like safer bets. And then Wonder Woman came out, and they're like, okay, okay, here you go, here's your money. And they're like, finally, Jesus Christ. Well, like, I don't, it doesn't feel like it's the creative people that were holding it back for the most part. It feels like it's probably the businessy people. Nah, that's true. Because Disney cuts the checks to Marvel Studios. But remember, Disney's also had Moana, it's had Zootopia, it's yeah. had oh, yeah. Star Wars, yeah, yeah. Rogue One. Like, they've had now in the, the last. I think well, it Lucasfilm is led by a woman. Disney so to get away from this whole princess crap as as much as they well, have. and Moana is a princess, and but feel, in a different way. And now Black Widow is getting more, getting more. Well, she's supposed to finally get a movie, too. and th- the story came out just a couple days ago that Marvel is meeting with female directors there to to talk well, about Black six Widow. Six years ago, when Avengers came out, Black Widow didn't even wasn't even on like any of the promotional material. Yeah, I know all the toys or like the. You're like, oh, it's an Avengers mug. There's Thor, there's Iron Man, there's Captain America, there's Hulk, there's Hawkeye. What the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> We're missing so somebody. It, yeah, so I think it did take time for the business side. That's like, what I think it is. It's not the cre- creative people usually aren't hung up as much about that. It's the business people. And not to point fingers, but Disney, It's, it's I, I'm, I'm thinking that's kind of the reason Disney's for But now Disney's kind of taking the lead on all the female In stuff, a lot of ways, yeah. The female heroes. That's so. good, finally. Everybody's getting with it a little bit. Anyway, that was... Digression. Long conversation in general. So obviously, I mean, we'll see Ant-Man and Captain Marvel, but this is sort of like, you know, I'm, I'm going to watch Solo, but I'm really more excited for episode nine. Yeah, I'm going to see those other Marvel movies. I'm sure they'll be good, but I'm like, but really I'm like, okay, Avengers 4, let's go. What's happening? So we're super hyped about Avengers 4. And uh, well, it's like at this point, I'm pretty. I'm kind of hyped movie. about Captain Marvel now, especially now that did that. And that was the point of the post-credit scene to get people to be like, Captain Marvel. Well, what? You also like her a lot. Well, I love Brie Larson in general. Scott Pilgrim and Room and a lot of other great things that she's been in. And um, you know, 
like you said, a female superhero in, this, in the MCU, I think, like a female-led superhero film in the MCU, I think is, is very exciting. And the fact that it's a 90s period piece, we'll probably see a lot of goofy 90s throwback, like music and stuff like that, that they'll probably, we live through the 90s, so that'll be fun for us to see. And um, yeah, I don't know, I'm excited I'm for this future of the MCU. I because... She's been Black Widow for well, she's a also, long time. She's also she's not even a, a she's also not even a superhero. That character that's basically just a spy. That's basically a presumably better version of Red Sparrow, is basically what that movie would be like. Red Sparrow sucked, but um, you know I'm I'm looking forward to the Black Widow movie. So all we only ones that are confirmed post Avengers four are Guardians three, Spider Man Homecoming two, and uh, Black Panther two. I don't even That's know if not 100. Even that much. Maybe they're well, they haven't. Well, they're waiting until Avengers Four to lay out. Here's Phase Four, right, y'all. I think they and, don't want to give it away. And they're probably waiting for the Fox deal so they could be like, X Men, the new class or whatever thing. And the other thing is that Deadpool Two is coming out the you know in May next month because we're recording this still in April. And it'll be I guess it'll be posted in April still. And um, she uh, and uh, the New Mutants and Dark Phoenix got pushed to next year. So. Fox is like trying to figure out what's going on with their movies because I think they're probably getting ready for the transition into the MCU. So that means they'll probably reboot that entire thing, maybe aside from Deadpool. So who knows what the hell's going on with that, but we'll find out. So final thoughts, unless you're making a face. Final <laughs> thoughts on Avengers 4. It was very... What is, what is your rating? Avengers 3. I mean Avengers 3. Avengers 4. <laughs> we, we, we took the time stone and went to the future. Now I'm all excited about Avengers 4 now. So final thoughts on Avengers Infinity War. Yes. It, rating it's, it's, out of five where do you where do you place it within the mcu it, definitely very high up there like it, top three favorite one second definitely top three i mean i don't know yet i it's definitely in the top three it's in the it's in there it's in your top three in the conversation with basically the last two captain americas i guess yeah so is your top three winter soldier civil war and this one but not in a specific order yeah but you know and the, what about the avengers the first avengers movie the first Avengers movie was good too, but this one was like. Oh, so that would be so okay. My the feeling I'm getting is, the three Russo brothers ones are your top three, and then the the, the Avengers, Joss Whedon's Avengers is like number four. Yeah. And then Black so. Panther's like five ish maybe. Yeah. Okay. So. We have like the same five, just different orders. What about you? My number five is Captain America: Civil War, I think, and then number four, Captain America: Winter Soldier. But I can, I mean, ask me that in five minutes, and I might tell you the other way around. Uh, I just give Winter Soldier the edge because Civil War has like some clunky like all of a sudden we're in Queens for no reason. I'm like, okay, well for Spider Man, but how do we? There's no setup for that. Feels like it has a, it's almost on the brink of becoming too overstuffed. Winter Soldiers has a lot simplicity, a lot more simplicity going. Three Avengers, the original Avengers, number two Avengers Infinity War, and I still like Black Panther number one because I feel like that. I feel like I get a richer experience out of that in a way because it, it has more, uh, it's more relevance to today's, to our world, to social set, social yeah. context that we're in. And it's, it's escapism, but it's escapism with a purpose. Whereas this is just like, look at all these people. They make jokes at each other. And oh shit, we got to have to find out what happens in the adventure, the Avengers next time. You know what I mean? It's yeah. more, it's more Saturday morning cartoon type adventure, yeah. which is Versus awesome. Black Panther has no aliens. But Black Panther, yeah, Black Panther has more gravitas to it. And, uh, I don't, you know what I mean? It yeah. has more resonance to uh, where America and the world is at this current stage than Infinity War, which makes sense because this is the crossover. And I tweeted something that I feel like the solo and the event movies should be sort of rated separately because this movie obviously doesn't have the same kind of development that something like Black Panther does because it's a, it, the whole point is it's a crossover. You're not going to have character character as every night he's not going to have an arc because they're all serving the larger story. Yeah, you know? Exactly. 
And that's but if you so if you rate those two types of Marvel movies separately and you put the crossover team up things in one category and the yeah, solo movies in one, true. those these these two Black Panther and Infinity War are my favorite of each. But other. we need it. then maybe for the next. We should break it down. By, so yeah, when we talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp or Captain Avengers Marvel. movie, we should talk about that. Yeah. Rank it within the Avengers movies. So because so then there's been 15 Marvel movies and four. Avengers I would count movies. Civil War as. as I mean Avengers. three. No. Three Avengers movies, and I would I count Civil War my, as like a team-up movie, too. Yeah, I, I just added that completely wrong. Yeah, well, not until Avengers 4. Avengers, See, now Avengers you're thinking about Avengers 4. Take it easy, man. Who's not thinking about Avengers 4? I know, right now, people everybody is like... People that haven't even seen Avengers Well, and that's the thing, that, that's the thing that we know about this stuff, but you know about this stuff because I'm a movie person, and I tell you about this stuff, but people that are just going to see this movie and have no idea about what, what the comic book is, they're going to walk out of there and be like... Holy crap, they killed Spider-Man. Like, when I take my mom to see this, she's going to be, like, bawling because she's like, they just killed Spider-Man and he's never coming back. She did that with at Batman vs. Superman. Another DC reference. She's like, Superman's dead. I'm like, that really? He's going to be back in the next movie. He dies in the comics. <laughs> so this is, like, how it goes. He's From gonna Doomsday. He's going to come back Doomsday. with a weird-looking face. Yeah, he's going to have, a, like, a yeah, goofy-looking face because Superman can't have a mustache, apparently. So... I think Avengers Infinity War, see it if you haven't. It sounds like everybody pretty much has or is going to. Yeah, so you it's making see like it before the, people spoil yeah, it for we, you. Yeah, we went to a Saturday morning screening, and even then it was hard to find a theater that wasn't like first row only, and this was a few days ago that we booked our tickets. So definitely go see Avengers Infinity War if you haven't seen it yet, but as for us, that's all for now. You can rate and review the Crooked Table podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher if you'd be so kind. You can find me, Robert Dennis Jr., on Twitter at Crooked Table. And you can call, you can find Kai V at uh, the Valky LLC on Twitter. And I also have a YouTube channel, Kai Yanis. You can see some inspiring posts from there. Of course, you can find more podcasts, reviews, videos, and other movie-related goodies over at CrookedTable.com. Next episode, I'm not sure what it's going to be about because I don't want to promise you guys something and then not follow through like I tend to do sometimes. But uh, rest assured that I will not be another, it will not be... Ant-Man and the Wasp will not be our next episode. There will be something happening, hopefully, relatively soon. Until then, I've been Rob. And I'm Kai. We'll catch you around the table next week. Roll credits. This has been a production of CrookedTable.com. All rights reserved. That's the yard of a little KED.